Bro, why are you freaking out? Dude? Because it's different. It's been it's been the same for like three years, and now it's different. And what's different? The way that the levels. So like so right now it's it's dude, play it's, it back. It sounds great. Not right now. I I, I just I changed the gain and Hot like you would on the podcast. So usually I have the mic right. You're like hey, welcome. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even say that that loud. I know because I have the gain all the way up. Why did you do that? Because I don't. Because I'm I'm just trying to see what works. Right? Hello and welcome to the Colbo Podcast. We are starting without uh, Jake and Scott. Oh, um, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, buddy boy. Hey, okay. hey, okay. how you doing? Everybody, everybody, stop talking Ooh. for just a sec. I can do that. I'll stop talking any minute. As soon as you want me to stop talking. <laughs> like right stop. now, try to stop talking. <laughs> you guys are jerks. Oh, I don't really, I don't want to cuss at your parents' house, but I'm finding this really hard not to, <laughs> to call you an effing animal. Oh, uh, you made me ink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Stop talking. Stop breathing. <laughs> don't I, ask Still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold bros. What's up, guys? Hey, hey, Troy. How we sound? Uh, fine, I guess. I don't know. Awesome. We sound yeah. great. Yeah, I can't believe you sound so good. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> guys, We're I'm so t- stressed, and you're making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad somebody here cares enough about how we sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Fool them for Troy. We'd all sound terrible every time. Exactly. Well, you know, a hundred episodes in, and you know, a hundred. You say? Well, hopefully, we've no. learned a few. Things. Way no. If you haven't guessed by the way. title of our episode, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to call it episode 100. <laughs> episode, episode 100 extravaganza. 100 extravaganza. <laughs> we have now been on air, boy bash. On, on air. No, is that like because we're not live online online for 100 episodes. It only took that, us four years. It only took us fifty-two weeks guys, a year. Do you guys remember how nervous we all were when we went that made that first episode go live, and we we're like, "Oh crap!" Yeah. <laughs> remember how we recorded for a year before we released an episode? Because we remember were until Kyle, until Chris's wife was like, "Okay, you guys either piss or get off the pot. <laughs> <laughs> no, no more of this uh, coming over and recording." And I was, I was offended because I don't sit when I pee. <laughs> we we recorded, guys. We recorded probably like you don't. Like, I no. don't. Either, I swear, <laughs> it's it's more uh, hygienic that way. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Is it though? Like to stand while you pee. Flashback? I guess it depends. But ah, blowback. Um, we recorded like five or six episodes before we went live. Like I remember, it's true. Do yeah. we still have those recordings somewhere? I mean, I know we uh, we've talked about doing the we did the Stephen King multiverse one. I think the three of us did that at my yeah, yeah. my place. We should do. We should uh, we should probably like put those up on Patreon or something. We've talked. I think about we doing said that? that like eleven times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's usually at like the end of the podcast, and so no one's listening, <laughs> including me. People are like, "All right, we're done." <laughs> Fun fact: We're all together. Except, yeah, all, for, except uh, for Reese. Reese just oh, got his, Jake's in person with us. But yeah, I'm right. here. I'm not. I'm no longer Our chemistry's in Arizona. Off the charts. This well, is no, awesome. I'm still living in Arizona, but I'm up here for the holidays. Yeah. So we and Reese couldn't come because Jake and Reese will get into a fist fight. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's why they've been separated. <laughs> um, but for real, Reese got his COVID booster, and it is kicking him in the teeth. Yeah. So. Uh, sorry about that, Reese. I had the same experience. I didn't have any of the issues with my first two rounds of the shots. Mm-hmm. And then the booster was like, 
oh hey we're making up for lost time yeah <clears throat> reese reese really wanted to be here um it sucks that he's not because you know he's back he's part of the part of the group he uh but yeah he's not feeling well which sucks but what, what are you gonna do what are you gonna do um piss and moan move on without him it was, bend over and take it up the tailpipe <laughs> it was kind of funny though because like uh what reese would have wanted <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to think of something to say but it's not it. <laughs> he writes hard for that <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk about reese writing hard in tailpipes let's just keep that on the deal <laughs> um so yeah. what have you been up to guys Oh man, what haven't I been up to? Um, I've really been up to not much. I, really? I finished Hawkeye last night. As a matter of fact, I've yeah. heard it's actually pretty good. Like I, I kind of, I kind of dismissed it because anybody I'm over it. Fi- has anybody else finished it? I, I haven't nope. started. I haven't even started. I haven't even started. No. Nope. I, I kind of didn't even want to like, okay. give it a chance. Like, uh, I didn't the, even watch Black Widow. The fifth episode and the ending of the fifth episode will get you going because and, of, can I, can we talk about it because like it's been spoiled for me it's impossible for it not to have been spoiled for me i haven't been i, I haven't i don't think spoiled. it's been spoiled for anybody else and i don't well, want were you to gonna because watch it? yeah i'm gonna watch because it. it's it's you have to watch black widow first it is pretty then freaking no. cool that you don't have to watch black no, widow before kidding. you watch <laughs> um but uh it does tie into black widow and it ties in a little bit to the new spider-man movie but not mm-hmm. Not as obvious as I thought it was going to be, but um, anyway, it, it, it's got some tie-ins to to some other stuff. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I love I I've, I love Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner is one of my favorites. Is this is Avengers. this show just writing him out to be replaced by Haley Stenfield? Is that both? I think so. Is that the point. I think so. I think his contract. I think his contract is up yeah. with Marvel. Because I, I, I get he's that he's done. and I, I like Haley Seinfeld Stenfield. Stenfield. Yeah, like, I like her. She's I think great. she's great in everything. She's a good mm-hmm. singer. Yeah, but I I don't want to watch a show where they're like tr- training his replacement, like Anakin and Ahsoka <laughs> or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's kind of a little bit like that. She's already, she comes into the show, a great archer. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't have to train her as an archer. He's just training her as like a, an agent or whatever, Mm -hmm. a new Avenger, but but it's like a reluctant train. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. you can probably guess how the show goes, Mm -hmm. uh, as far as their relationship is concerned. But, um, I actually really loved Hawkeye. I thought it was a great show and it was uh super fun. And then like I said the the end of the very like the the very end shot of episode of episode 5 and then all of episode 6, the finale was there's just six episodes? There's only 6 episodes. That's most of the Disney ch- Disney Plus yeah. shows yeah. are 6 episodes. Really? Except I there were 8. WandaVision well, had a lot. WandaVision had 8, but that's because the first six, the first few episodes was the TV show type thing. Right. But and but so that, also um what's his face is Loki's was 8, right? No, it was 6. Was it? Mhm. Hmm. They're all Weird. they're all going to be 6 episodes, I believe. We it's Winter Soldier between, and yeah. and uh, and uh, Falcon was six episodes. And so, that's weird because I saw I saw five of that. Then I never I never yeah. finished it. Yeah, it's good. I mean, of Winter it, Soldier. Yeah, that one might be my least favorite I think of it's all. Everyone's of the, least favorite. I liked it. I I mean, it's like you it's gotta like, do better, Senator. It's like uh, what is it? It's like uh, Thor two, where it's like mm-hmm. the worst, but it's like the worst is still pretty good as far as Marvel is concerned. Sure. Right? Sure. So I liked Hawk or the winter soldier one, but it was definitely not my favorite, but Hawkeye is, I've heard it's like the best one. 
Uh, I I really liked uh, WandaVision. I oh, really liked WandaVision. Usually, it's I've I've seen the narrative be Loki or Hawkeye. Is like because Hawkeye is like a more mm, I traditional. I think Loki might be my favorite one though. Loki's so good. Hawkeye is like a traditional superhero. Yeah. Like the bad guys are clear. The good guys are clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's much more that way. But it's almost that's refreshing. What, that's what uh, my wife and I just finished uh, Hawkeye. We have been switching back and forth between so many. Sh- we've got like eight shows that we're currently watching mm-hmm. and this is the first one we've finished <laughs> since we got married mm-hmm. so um it was well, there's only six episodes so i guess we no that's not true because we watch wandavision and and winter soldier and so the, no and I'm, I'm gonna steal the segment from you speaking of finishing a show with eight episodes <laughs> is it I, over huh is it over what will of time that yeah. you're gonna talk about i have a i actually have a an apology to rescind <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for not liking it because i started liking it all like, to rescind <laughs> and now the this last episode was so bad that's what you know, it was you know, it's, heard. So, it's the last episode so right people yeah. who have i've heard that people who have read the books hate the show yeah but the people who haven't read the books are like this show's great well i was watching it thinking I love it. like am i am i this confused because i read the book or are other people I think, gonna be confused? i think it that's is. i haven't because read the book since i was like 20 right which is a long time ago this is dating <laughs> myself so i don't really remember but i remember thinking like this last episode was so lackluster I was like, this doesn't bad. feel like the end the, of a season. Well, well, and the even the the CGI was bad, like worse than the the previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Like I, huh. I I've seen, like it. the IMDb rating is like a four out of ten. Uh-huh. So it seems like there's some weird battle online taking place yeah. right now for this last. Because I've heard some people say they loved Wheel of Time and the last episode, they've loved it. But anybody who I've heard said that has not read the book. What's what's so? Tell me what's so bad about it compared to the book? Then, like what? Well. <laughs> The things I've heard, sorry, Scott, uh, the things I've heard is that it's the character motivations that are the hardest thing pill to swallow for people who have read the books. Well, like, yeah, that's for sure. Because, because, um, we talked about last episode, Matt, one of the characters, the, the, the actor had to leave, mm-hmm. left the show. And mm-hmm. so for they like had to COVID replace, they reasons. had to replace Matt's stuff with Perrin. And there's no reason why Perrin would care about these things because mm-hmm. he, he's acting out Matt's scenes. So, so, so that's it's, brutal. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. So clarification. Perrin and Matt are so different Complete, diametrically yeah, completely with different. the with, with their characters. So clarification. Yo, so you didn't like it, and then you started liking it. So you apologize for not liking it, and now you're rescinding your apology because you don't like it again. That is correct. I'm, I'm following. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Great. Yeah, um, and the, and the, <laughs> like like then you can get into like the visuals of it. Like it, it just looked. Dude, that's weird. I kind of like the visuals in it. Really? Like the battle was so bad. I I read Will of Time. I've read like seven books and I did not like those books. I will just flat out and say I did not like them. The fact that like the magic in the book was explained as just something that just happens without any like flair bothered me. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they're adding the flair now, I like it. I like being able to visually see how I've gotten used to the flair of the magic. Right. Excuse me. It shows because there is flow that they call it, they talk, they call it the channeling and it's yeah, flowing yeah. and so they they they've I think they visualized that pretty good yeah but um I like yeah, sometimes it doesn't look great but I'm glad they're doing something rather than just like yeah. having a sword appear. just some of the decisions they made like I I, I don't the the whole um the 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 women you know when the women channel and they all like channel all their energy into mm-hmm. one lady so she can do a big powerful spell mm-hmm. that that's in the book that's fine it but 
like and they do burn up like that mm-hmm. where you can die from channeling too much too right. too much at one time and but uh, the fact that she was brought back after dying and then some she didn't die in the book though no and then so, and healing okay so one one big thing in mm-hmm. this as far as magic goes in this book series is healing is one of the hardest things you can do because you need to stitch right. muscles to get fibers to get all this stuff and it just happened because she cried hard enough. Like <laughs> anyway, it, it, her and uh, Nynaeve and, and Lan have like no chemistry whatsoever. Like them being yeah, there's romantic. no chemistry. No, nothing's earned. It feels so out of place. N- N- Nynaeve like, and and Lan's relationship. He like they they sleep together once, and all of a sudden he like waxes poetic about mm-hmm. the, how much she loves her. I'm I'm only like two episodes in. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. All right, yeah, sorry. And, and then that happens in the books. So. Yeah, sure, <laughs> but not for a long time. Yeah, it's like three or four books in. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard that they kind of blow through story. Yeah, in the show. But yeah, they, and they're, pull, they're pulling in things. When you have like 15, those blowhards. When you have fifteen well, books size of the Bible, it's kind of hard. Well, not eight to episodes isn't enough to to earn the relationship. Like they only started liking each other, like you said. <laughs> until like maybe episode four yeah no like they they when i the last episode i watched is when they're not trying to kill each other yeah exactly so they're not at each other's throats or whatever so it's just unearned and anyway we're we're gonna touch on will time again yeah we'll we'll come back a little bit because um yeah i mean we're we're gonna yeah um so something i've been up to were you about to go no i was going to talk a little bit about uh kind of without getting too much into the this episode what this episode's about but like just uh, Travis was uh, uh, was talking to me a little bit about adaptations in Will of Time. So when we get to that point, we may oh. come back to this conversation just a little bit. But um, anyway, just to be continued to be continued. Yeah. Um, Later in this episode, <laughs> I've been playing the new Halo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. isn't it good? It is. It's really good. It's uh, it's supposed to be the end of Master Chief's arc. Uh, this this game has been de- in development forever. <sighs> Sorry, uh, I groan about that because Halo 3 was supposed to be the end of Master Chief's arc. Yeah, I know. So but they're never It was the gonna... last Halo game. It was the last Master Chief game that uh, Bungie made. So this is a new studio. That's why like 4, when, when 4 came out, they're like, well, we got a copy Call of Duty. It's the biggest shooter. So yeah. like Master Chief never could run and like aim down the sights, you know, like that was all added in later because that's not how that's not how Halo played. Right. Right. So this new one, they're trying to get back to the roots. They gave Master Chief like a grappling hook, which is awesome. So if somebody <laughs> throws a grenade at you, you can grapple, hook it, and catch it and throw it back. It's cool. That's cool. Um, That's a really cool. Online? That is a really no, cool no. mechanic. I'm playing the campaign. And the the campaign, so this time they took everything cool from other games and put it into this game, which is great. That's what you should iterate on, like, great things in video games. So does Master so. Chief have a chainsaw at the end of his gun? But, <laughs> no, but he Can you acts, run along walls? He or? acts like the Doom guy. If you, if you, oh, if yeah? you ever played Doom, mm-hmm. like, he's very serious. Like, and there's one person, like, it's cool. Like, this person, uh, like, Master Chief gets his butt beat, and he gets thrown out into space. And this one guy is all on, by himself on a plane, and he's like, gonna die because he's stranded like they lost a battle and he's like oh i'm picking up like a sensor i don't really know what it is and he like he's like crawling through his shuttle like iron man in the beginning of infinity war or, uh, endgame but he, so this guy crawls to the front where the beacon is and he wipes the, the frost off his screen and you see 
Master Chief just floating there in front of him. I was like, oh, I get, I get gave me chills. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool yeah, to see him that's introduced cool. this way. So he brings him in. He brings him back to life. And then they're like, Chief, you got to help me get out of here. And he's like, no, we're going to land and go kill those guys. And he's like, they just wiped out our entire fleet. And he's like, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Give me a gun. <laughs> I'm Master Chief. Yeah. This is what I so do. So he's like the straight man to Master Chief being the doom guy where he's like, he sees the odds and he's like, no, no, I'm going in there. I'm going to go kill these guys. I like how he's just the doom guy. Like we He's the doom slayer. The doom, the slayer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no. <laughs> I, I, I love that. Like I have, I have a soft spot in my heart for anything Halo related. Um, well, and like, that's that's always been my complaint with halo is like i can't really remember the story like it feels like a clone of like aliens or sure, starcraft sure, or something sure but this time they're the story isn't great but they're treating master chief like uh like the way he should have been treated the whole time sure like he has more personality than i've ever seen him express before because he has a straight man to contrast with that's mm. fair that's fair and uh and it's also open world it's like uh oh, sandbox. Cool. Yeah, it's like nice. Far Cry. Like you go to bases, you you break, you <clears throat> take over their bases, you claim them for your own. That's interesting for a mm-hmm. for a mar- or for a, a Marvel. Sorry, a, a Halo game. Mm-hmm. That's really so, cool. and you're rescuing people, and like uh, they're they're kidnapped, they're in jail or, or imprisoned. So you rescue them, you send them back to your base, and then they show up with warthogs. So, so they, they're your backup. Here's the thing that like this might be the end of <clears throat> Master Chief or whatever. It might be his whatever. They might even kill him. I don't know. They'll they'll. I haven't beat it yet, so I'm not sure. Well, I'm just saying, like, they will always bring back Master Chief. He is, he's the flagship. Well, anything Halo related that doesn't have Master Chief Mm -hmm. um, is usually like, I mean, it has to be really, really good. I.e. Reach has to be really, really good Mm -hmm. in order for it to be successful. You know, like, they're even making a TV series that is Master Mm -hmm. Chief, you know? So, I mean, like, they're never going to be done with Master Chief. So, it's just a matter of how they're going to to bring that. So, that's the thing is, like, for a while, he was pretty (laughs) irrelevant because the games would come out and they wouldn't sell like they right, they would right. sell but not like well and the quality of them was not as good because the new studio couldn't quite do what sure bungie, bungie. was did. it three four three three four three studios yeah. is it bungie again or is it no, no. it's so th- but this time this is their this is their third game the, apparently their last game guardians was terrible and the story was terrible so they just like retconned it hmm. they're like like hmm. master chief's like oh what happened to this and they're like oh that person died <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Speaking of Nobody. video games, though, I actually been playing Ratchet and Clank. I Is got I got the PS5 and it finally got the PS5, and I've been playing Ratchet and Clank. That's a fun game. Yeah, That's I've, awesome. I've heard great. I things love about it. Ratchet and Clank, and yeah. the new character, like the girl, because because you go between universes yeah. or whatever, and you're you're the girl, and I I love her. It's a it's a great fun game isn't ratchet with her and or clanks with her clanks with her and he and, he's got and a new robot. ratchet is trying to find them so he's Try, just by himself right yeah Ooh, ratchet's alone and he's trying to so he can't like helicopter jump anymore right yeah oh, there's there's other i want to play it so bad. Dude, there's other so they've I've played every ratchet and clank game there's two there's there's they've introduced new mechanics and stuff mm-hmm. like that for him to instead of helicopter he, there's other things <clears throat> that he can do and it's super fun it's super fun i i, I it I haven't, I, I've, I've only played the first maybe hour. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I've gotten really far into it, but what I've played, I've really enjoyed some of the new guns that they've got and everything. It's That's like, fun. like low key, like one of the greatest franchises ever. It's pretty and cool. They just pump out quality. Yeah. All the time. They always sell really well too. So they don't need to prove themselves. And then but. the story, like I didn't expect to be pulled in by the story, but like the yeah. fact that both of them are like, there's more Lombaxes. This is crazy. I love uh PlayStation exclusives. It's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> there. Yeah. 
Well, that's that's what PlayStation has over Xbox. Right. Well, and PlayStation and Nintendo, they both have that over. This might be getting lost in the weeds, too, but Xbox has a Game Pass, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But PlayStation cannot afford to do a Game Pass because they don't have Microsoft. Oh, sure. (laughs) But then you have Sony. They've got Sony and Sony. Game Pass is a wash, though. They don't make any money off. Sure. They make new games and they give it to you for free. Well, I think a big part of that is they're hoping that you, you know, you, they bring it's a wash. They bring yeah. you in for this, and then they're not making money off it. But they hope that like either you get more DLC, yeah. or maybe you buy the the um, Xbox Live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, like you just they're hoping that you uh-huh. add they're trying more to stuff. upsell. Yeah, yeah, upsell. But like, sure. but like Sony is not does not have Microsoft money, and they cannot. Oh, I mean, sure, but right, it is Sony. I mean, they just made a billion dollars off of spider-man yeah that's so true it, speaking of spider-man the first the first hold on i, I haven't gone i haven't gone yet but i thought you were going to say <laughs> speaking of spider-man i saw matrix yesterday <laughs> anyway no um i actually uh spider-man crossed the, the billion dollar mark and it's the first movie to have done that since the pandemic yeah really yeah. they, they said it would them. never happen again and then spider-man did it yeah mm-hmm. and i know a few people i went and saw that had covid you don't put <laughs> you don't put limits on on a Marvel IP, right? Nope. Um, so I for, for old Marvel IP. Yeah, <laughs> I saw. We'll see, we'll see in the future. I saw two movies yesterday. Um, uh, the first one I'm gonna talk about is The Matrix. Um, I saw The Matrix. Uh, in the theater, it's the, so The Matrix is definitely a movie that you're gonna probably want to watch on the in the theater. But if I don't know, you could you I don't know, you'll probably be fine to just watch it on HBO Max. I don't know. It was a it wasn't. It wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't a great movie. And I think that a big problem with it is that I think people who liked it are going to say that it was overshadowed by Spider-Man and people who didn't like it are going to say, well, I'm glad I got to go see Spider-Man. Right. So it's just one of those things where it's not a bad movie, but it, it, it's, it's a matrix. It's a matrix sequel. And the other two matrix sequels weren't really that great either. You know what I mean? And mm. so I I would say this one is better than the other two. Really? But uh, this one was better than, so there's, Rever- I like the second revolution. One. The second one was good. The second one reloaded. had a lot of, the second one had a lot of action reloaded and then Resur- revolution, revolution. And then this one's resurrection. Yeah. So reloaded was fine. It had a lot of action. Um, but it was also like, that as far freeway as freeway scene, dude, it was nuts. Oh, it was I great. haven't seen oh. them in so long though. Yeah. I, I can't really say if it's I good like, anymore. I like revolution. It's been so long since I've seen them. I, I will say there revolution is... got so muddy though. Mm-hmm. Oh but yeah. That's all I remember about revolution. Well, how much reloaded just got. had like cool moments. It wasn't yeah. a good movie. It had cool moments. Well, like revolution the million agent Smiths. And mm-hmm. the yeah. And revolution freeway. was, uh, reloaded was almost all, all like, almost all of it was in the matrix right so you had all the cool action scenes revolution the majority of it if i remember right was mm-hmm. in the real because world Zion, agent Zion, smith in can uh, infect other people so he became a virus right so the matrix became infected with agent smith right so right. the only time that he goes into the matrix was to fight him right and the rest of it is in Epic. Zion. And so it was kind of like or you on know, the ship or what mm-hmm. yeah it's just, just a different direction real, yeah it got real weird but Squirrely. um the thing about resurrections is, and I was talking to you guys a little bit before about this is that it's very meta. Um, they, it's, it's very aware of itself, but it kind of makes sense from a machine standpoint, um, learning and, and kind of just trying to get, you know, better and everything. Um, and I will say this, they, it, it was a sequel that, um, it didn't, the stuff that Neo did, Neo and Trinity did and Morpheus that in 
ending the war on, on the machines and stuff, it, it still mattered, right? Just because just because Neo is, is alive and, and he's in the Matrix and he's in, in a loop or whatever doesn't necessarily mean that everything that happened before didn't matter. Everything that they did before still had the consequences. And so it was still well, a little good. it was still a little bit different, right? And so like they talk about old code and new code and all this different stuff. And so it's, it's, hmm. they, they try to evolve and which is what I'm, it should be. Right. I'm I mean, definitely planning on going and seeing it. Like yeah. I, I definitely want to see it. Cause I mean, it matrix. Yeah. And, and for, it's for our generation. That was like the most badass thing that had yeah. ever existed. Oh yeah. So it was matrix in 300. Well, when we yeah, talk, right. we talk <laughs> about movies that, that, that revolutionized and changed like, like film and cinematography, like total paradigm shift yeah, for paradigm Hollywood. Shift. You know, you talk, we talk about Jurassic park doing that. And we talked about, but definitely matrix was, was that aspect for the, sure. The, the, yep. Especially the special effects, you know, the rotating cameras and all that stuff. And the effects are good in this movie again, but it's just like at the end, you weren't just at the end. I just wasn't like crazy excited. I was just like, okay, it was, it was fine. It was okay. Right. And I mean, yeah, I'll just, I guess I'll leave it at that. I mean, it's definitely worth watching and I'd love to get your guys' opinion on it. But um, the second thing I want to talk about, I watched another movie yesterday, <laughs> last night called uh, Don't Look Up. And mm, I've oh, heard I've been, about it. I've been seeing the that. Netflix one. It's, yeah. it's got, uh, it's nominated for some Academy Awards. Did, did you um, like it, is, it? It is stacked. There's stuff I did liked and there's stuff I didn't liked. Yeah. Didn't like. <laughs> it's getting, it's getting negative <clears throat> buzz. Right. Like the critics don't like it either. Um. It's, Everyone I know that's seen it. So I mean, I'm like expecting it. It, Critics, it to be pretty preachy. Yeah, I'm expecting I'm, I'm ex- it to be pretty. It, yeah. it, it is. It like, is. But it, it is. But it's not like. But it also makes fun of the woke too. Does a it? little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Did it you make, see it? No. It, this is. I've. I've read a little bit. I haven't seen it yet. I just. I've read the reviews and people are saying like they're making light of something serious, but but you don't know what the seriousness is. It could be climate change. It could be vaccines. It could oh, be- so, okay. so here's the thing. So first of all, the, the cast <clears throat> is stacked, right? You got Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, Kate Blanchett, You've got, um, and then there's more that I can't. Yeah, I, I, I mean that's a that's a crazy cast. You've got, and, and they all have pretty significant roles. It's not just like one so person's on there. Big for, Short, the, the oh, Anchorman okay. guy. What's his name? Hmm. Brian McKay. Something. Like, yeah. I mean, and there's there's some funny moments like like they're waiting. These scientists. Okay, so the premise of the story is there's a, a comet, an impending doom. A comet is heading towards Earth, and it's going to destroy the Earth. Right. That's that's the premise, and the perspective is basically modern day Earth and how we would react to it. And so it's like, so it's this impending doom, and then people don't trust the scientists. And people, yeah, it sounds you know, like an allegory for and then, like climate change and and, and the, vaccine. the vaccine. Yeah, so. and then you look at the cast that who's in it and it's very yeah. much like you can you but activist it, cast activist it oh, is. yeah and but that's all of it because i just saw he's he did the other guys and the other guys was all about mm-hmm. corporate exactly, uh, yeah. greed and stuff like yeah that's interesting and so you you have a lot adam mckay all right adam mckay yep you so you have and, and then it's the the whole aspect that the title of the movie is like you can once you can actually see the comet from space like the scientists are like, just look up. You can see it. It's right there. And then of course the opposite are just saying, don't look up, <laughs> like don't look up, keep your feet down and move forward. Right. And so it's like, it's very much like that whole right wing versus left wing thing. And it's just like, they go on these talk shows, the, the, the scientists go on the, on the, on this morning talk show thing that's really popular and they're trying to tell everybody that like the world is going to end there's this impending doom and everything and the talk show hosts are like just trying to make light of it and make jokes and be like oh so da, da, da. and then like and then um jennifer lawrence 
who's the the PhD candidate who actually discovered the comet is like sitting there. He's like, we are all going to effing die. And she kind of loses it on, on air. And then, so of course, because she lost it, there's like all these memes made about her that she like isn't credible and all the stuff. And, <laughs> and there's this whole thing about like, don't trust the scientists and, you know, trust peer reviewed science and all this stuff. So the whole trusting and don't trust in, in scientists and this, the, this comet that's, um, that's, you know, you can literally see that's impending doom. And then like this aspect, they want to try to like capitalize on the comet and like, you know, make some money if they can, all of that plays into it. And so it's very much like it, it definitely felt a lot like what we're dealing with now with yeah, the that, pandemic, that seems with COVID way too and the vaccine and all of that well, stuff. Ta- and I don't, I don't, of, I don't want, like, <laughs> I'm not going to see meta, this. That, I mean, that is like a meta view of what our world is now. Yeah, that, that, that is interesting. That holds no interest for me. <laughs> but there was, <laughs> like, that, I'm already dealing with that in real life. I go to, I go to the movies to forget about yeah, life, right, not to right. watch it. Maybe that's the reason. I'm going to keep looking at my feet if you don't mind. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason why. It's on Netflix. You're the problem, man. Yeah, you're <laughs> the, problem. the problem. But it's um there was some humor behind it. It wasn't it wasn't all like it was it was it's supposed to be a comedy, like like the other guys, you guys mentioned that, right? It's <clears throat> excuse me, it's a comedy and I kind of wanted to bring that up. It's topical. It's it just came out. It's it's uh, <clears throat> it's nominated for some Academy Awards. And Is it already? It says it on Nat- on Netflix, Academy Award nominating nominee or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't so, know the nominations had come out yet. I don't know. Maybe they're That's just, interesting. Maybe Netflix is just putting that out there. Maybe it's because I just don't care. I mean, come on. You have, <laughs> you have Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, and Meryl Streep. In, yeah, in it might be a other, bad movie, right. but it's just checking all the right boxes. So, yeah. like, yeah, that's probably yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's safe. It's a safe bet. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, there you go. Hmm. Right on. I try to be really quick with what I've been up to Matrix <laughs> and don't look up. But. Cool. Well, let's get into this. We've got we've been here a hundred episodes, man. How crazy! Yeah, we, we've got some. Uh, How many uh, years? Surprises? How many we've years been, have we been? This, at this is season four. This is the well, end oh, of season four, right? Oh, so that's a question. I, I guess this will be end of season four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wait, is that four years or is that? Have we, we been years. at it for longer than four? Four years, four so years of official like yeah. we're entering into our fifth year, right? Does that make this sense? Is nuts. So like, yeah, we're celebrating our. <laughs> whatever I end of our fourth year. Fourth. Getting into our fifth, yeah, so. This is crazy. But I'm I mean, trying, cause thinking back to when the three, when Chris Troy and I were sitting on the floor in Scott's house in Sandy, Utah, mm-hmm. trying to like mm-hmm. brainstorm names for the podcast and yeah. like, what the format should be and how we should go about doing this. And then at the end of the night, we're like, all right, we're really doing this, right? (laughs) We have to follow through with this. (laughs) We have to follow through. And that was like five years ago. I was talking to, I was talking to Chris a little bit about the history of our podcast. Getting to episode 100 is a pretty big milestone for us. Like we don't have any, any funding besides our own Mm -hmm. and we, we don't have any sponsors and it's not that we can't get that. We just haven't. Right. Yeah. And there's so much more than that regarding like our history is is pretty fascinating when you think about the stuff that we've There's all so much behind the scenes stuff like yeah trying to get get it get the podcast hosted in different mm-hmm. in different mm-hmm. ways online and rss feeds and editing and websites and editing and recording with uh, five different mics and trying to sync that starting i mean we started with four people then we added a fifth person then we lost a fifth person then we added a fifth person back again and then <laughs> it was like, all the same person and, and, <laughs> <laughs> who just so happens to not be here at the moment <laughs> so uh, we lost him again but uh it, it's just it, it's that's what we were. That's what Troy was saying. Is like it's crazy that we've been through like job changes, multiple moves, weddings, how divorces, many children? <laughs> children. Chil- I mean, 
seriously, the children have been born since we've been doing this. There's been, uh, yeah. Well, I moved pan, out of a state. Pandemic, a pandemic. pandemic. Out of state, yeah. We we've we should be the biggest. That that almost killed us. That pandemic. Oh, it really did. We've, we released like seven episodes in twenty twenty. The pandemic almost <clears throat> killed us just with apathy. Yeah. Just, yeah. Right. And then like transitioning to doing stuff through Zoom and stuff because mm-hmm. because that's the only way I can be included. Wait, how, in many the, D&D Chris <laughs> how many D and D campaigns have Chris started? How many D and D campaigns have started? Nonsense of pandemic. <laughs> But I mean, you think about like, there's been so many times where like, as a podcast, right? I guess have we had, we've had a lot. Like, that's the thing. Like we were, okay. So that's the other thing about this episode is we wanted to reach out to some of our longtime listeners um, and some of our guests and be like, Hey, this is a big milestone for us. So how we want to try to find a way to congratulate us, please, please. (laughs) There's self-service compliments. We have a stable of a few (laughs) listeners that listen to every episode and give us feedback on every episode. Mm-hmm. And, Good or bad. Uh, who who interacts with us on social the, media, interact like, with, or or just directly through text messages or or whatever, and it's been so much fun to watch. And then there's some people that I hear like, "Oh yeah, I listen to every episode." I'm like, "Why haven't you told me?" This? <laughs> like, you should probably. I I just not that I'm. It's required that you tell me. It's just I, I would like to hear. Yeah, you. yeah. And I'm, it is I'm, kind of funny. I've I've talked to people or I've heard of people that like listen but then don't contact like because there feels there's somehow like a barrier Mm -hmm. between between like the people in the podcast like the podcast and and the people that listen it's like there's no barrier we're just like we're still your friend like you guys just has somebody treated you like a celebrity well well, it's kind of pseudo yeah yeah they're like oh dude you're famous i just heard you on i'm like you just like I just uploaded something on the internet. The idea, Have you ever seen a picture of me online? <laughs> the, the idea of like opening up the Spotify app and listening to to us like yeah. somehow elevates. Like no, no, <laughs> we click some buttons. Literally, it's really easy. You can it's do it. Like uh, it's like when I like I, I have an IMDb page because I worked in film for mm-hmm. so many years, and and people are like you have an IMDb page, and I was like. I took a job that paid a hundred dollars a day and abused me really bad. Like the and, least you and, get is some credit. And on my, that. and, and the payoff is I get an IMDB page without a picture and of a movie that nobody has ever seen. Like, right. Don't you find it strange that you can't edit your own IMDB page? It is so weird. Do you have one? Yeah, I do. You do? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> a few, a few things I did with JK studios. Like, no yeah, kidding. That's it. Yeah, that's so it's just, but like, it's not, Scott, we have to get a special. Page. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I mean, yeah. Or you have a YouTube channel? And like, uh, so do, do you have a Google account? Because guess what? You so, have a YouTube so channel. I have an email account. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's funny. But it is it is a big milestone. And, and that's the thing is we don't want to, I don't, I don't want it to go unnoticed. Like that's the thing. We had a really unique opportunity to get all five of us. Reese couldn't make it, but especially, <laughs> especially Jake. Because uh-huh. Jake, you're in Arizona, we're in Utah to get you all of us here. And the timing just seemed to work out. And we all like had to go through our own little things to get here. And, and, but the fact that we're all here and the fact that we've been doing it for so long, it's, it's a, it's a big deal. It's you guys. actually kind of surprising that we got to hundred episodes. Uh-huh. Like there's think- been a couple, there's been two or three times where I, I've thought, well, I, I'm not sure if our podcast is going to last. Yeah, we just passed this week along or it, whatever. Troy yeah. was saying too, is like just, it came down to like everyone was done except for one person. Yeah. Like almost every time. Yeah. And that there- one person's like, no, we're still going to do this. Yeah. I can think of, I can think of at least uh, like at least the four times where 
it was like dying or limping and we were getting a little apathetic. And then like Scott was like, no, let's do this. And then we like, okay, let's record. And we kind of got a little more energy. Jake, Chris, me, I, I can think of an Reese aspect. jumping at back in mm-hmm. has really injected a lot of energy. Into yeah, the, absolutely. Into this. And so, yeah. I'm glad we got wings with him that one time. <laughs> <laughs> and had a talk. Any, anything productive well, we have done is done through like wing Buffalo consumption. Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> <But yeah. laughs> well, and it's funny because like. <laughs> Unofficially brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Well, because you guys brought it up like, in, the sense, in the sense that you guys mentioned to Reese, you were like, hey, um, our 100th episode is, gonna, is coming up and, and you were a big part of it. We'd like you to be part of at least this episode. Would you like to come in as a guest? And he's like can I like come back? And we're like, sure. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> and so anyway, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been fun. You guys, like I've really enjoyed, I really enjoyed just coming here and just bullshit with you guys, to be honest. Like yeah. it's honestly, it's, I know we, we talked for like a half hour again before clicking record mm-hmm. or before we, we were brought into like started the episodes and, and, that honestly, some of the preamble stuff is some of my favorite oh. conversations. Well, yeah, anyway, just sitting around and BS. Scott's, Scott's always like the voice of logic. He's like, "Okay, shut up. Let's, let's record." And then <laughs> talk about it, this. it pisses me off because we're like getting deep into like <laughs> this is like Spider Man is good. Stuff. It's like shut up and let's just record <laughs> so we can include this in the episode. <laughs> our our intros are some of my favorite things. Like I was just going through and listening to some of the intros. Uh, do you guys have any? You guys, you guys want to share? An intro? Oh, I didn't. I didn't go through and listen. You didn't go through. I guess um, there's. I, I had there was my my mine is always my favorite is always the my uh, old Jewish lady voice. Oh, the rot- rotisserie, rotisserie. rotisserie. <laughs> delicious and nutritious. <laughs> I just learned something today. We're all wearing hats. That's true. We all are wearing hats. No, uh, we all have beards. When I've been li- I've been listening to some podcasts, right? No, nothing in particular. But uh, I realize that anytime I hear anyone say the word emasculate, I mentally correct them to demasculate. <laughs> so thanks a lot, Troy. Dude, there's a, a chick at work that demos our rotisserie chicken, mm. but she says rotisserie. <laughs> and every single time she's like, our delicious rotisserie chicken. It's delicious and nutritious. And uh, I can't get delicious rotisserie chicken. <laughs> So now I can't even spell rotisserie anymore. I was, I write it out rotisserie. like rare. Dude, that's a damn it. That's a hard word to spell. Rotisserie. Yeah. So I just like spell it phonetically. Uh, Jake, I need to hear you say ravioli. Holy cannoli. Ravioli. Holy cannoli. God, please kill me now. Give me cancer now, God. God. <laughs> There was one where Jake said something, but like you were making a joke, but we all just assumed you didn't know what the heck you were talking about. <laughs> so we laughed, but then you were like, uh, you were like, I know. <laughs> we just kept laughing because you kept getting hotter about it. Um, an original. So piece. like when in Ghost, when they're like making the clay. Yeah, that could be one. Yeah. Can we reenact it? Yes. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Nobody puts that's the wrong movie, but uh, yeah. The wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the right actor. No, it's the wrong Nobody movie. Do you know it's the wrong movie? No, Nobody puts that ghost you know? in the corner. I told you. Guys are idiots. There was really one fun one that like Jake brought us in and he's like, Thank you for calling the Cobo Pound. Oh, calling. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. <laughs> he's in work mode. Oh boy. Well, 
Um, Hello and welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm calling here from my cold bros. God damn it! What are you calling? (laughs) He's at work still. His brain's still at work. (laughs) And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I I, I surprised you guys, but I surprised myself. But like those intros, those intros, what's funny about them is it's usually before we actually start the episode, we're just kind of trying to get into the vibe and get into the mood. Or you pull the funniest joke from the recording, like Scott's (laughs) porn. (laughs) When you see it, you know it. (laughs) Or or Christmas movie porn. Or Reese being like, I've never been to China, but. um, (laughs) When he's rambling and rambling. His thing about China, like, I think China's bad, but I've never been there. But I think, yeah, his was great. What did he say? once he was like i know a lot about submission he's like well (laughs) 100 percent, completely i'm just like i know a thing or two about like submission and Mm -hmm. and sorry that sounded weird (laughs) uh the one that we talked about uh recently we talked about uh multiple time travel or if we're in a simulation. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was like our first one. Our 10-minute like, little cold open rant thing <laughs> yeah. that we did. That was Oh, uh, yeah. I remember Brian texted me after that and was like, what the <laughs> hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> the funny thing, too, is I just said it out of nowhere. And then Scott was like, right. And then he just kept talking. And Troy was like, but Jackie Chan, like, what? What is going on? <laughs> what are we talking about? I just love that Scott and I can riff like that now. <laughs> He's like, oh, right. Let's <laughs> are we in a simulation or is this a space time continuum? We're in a stimulation. We're in a space time simulations. Space time continuum or simulation? Oh, okay. I don't get it. So that's what quantum physics physicists are trying to. So prove. it's more likely that we're in a simulation than not, if you think about it. But they, but the quantum physicists say that a simulation is like aliens, <laughs> aliens, and we are just programs yes. in a simulation. Yeah, but more than likely, we are multiple levels deep into simulation of a simulation of a simulation because the because I, I don't understand any of this why why do they because in, like in, the, in the vast in the vast um we would have ran into like aliens or something by now yeah in, in the vast uh existence unlimited existence of space there has to be some type of uh living organism or something we're talking about life on earth as we know it i i understand that. i'm following i just think it's <laughs> <laughs> so look, look, we we uh we reached out to some of our uh longtime listeners some of our guests uh that we've had um i want to like quickly just mention a few guests um i know we talked about like i think our first guest was actually your we your uh, chris's brother jason right yeah was oh our yeah first guest in the guy richie was that guy richie or was guy that richie. Different? yeah, yeah. Okay. because scott didn't watch any of them nope that was in uh <laughs> that was in my apartment in sandy yeah yeah oh my yeah. goodness how many apartments ago was that <laughs> that's what i'm saying apartments ago was that? the, the time all the times we moved each each of us i you think have, have moved at least twice that, dude. i moved downtown after i had that, yeah. that backwards yeah because yeah. then i moved downtown and then i moved back home with mom and dad and then yeah. i moved to Bluffdale, and then I moved to Orem. Uh-huh. And then, Bluffdale? Uh-huh. And then, oh my goodness. Yeah, dude. When, the, when the COVID first started, I was living in Bluffdale. Right by the prison. Right by the prison. I never went to that house. You pro- No, I don't think many people did. I was only there a few months, and then yeah. I moved to Orem. Right. And then to Phoenix. 
and then again in Phoenix. Yeah. I've moved. I've already moved to, in Phoenix once. Yeah. Um, Jeez. I think, the, I think all of us, I can count at least twice that we've all moved, right? Like I moved out of my house that Scott helped me move out of, and then he helped me move back in. <laughs> <laughs> I control Z that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I moved into my in-laws while we were building and then moved into the house. So uh-huh. that is too, you're right. Yeah. That's crazy. This is wild. Yeah, it is not. We, and, and like, you know, like Chris mentioned a marriage, divorce, uh, like children, children, um, Man, uh, my first, the first episode we were supposed to record, Chris and I got into a fight. I nearly pushed him down the stairs. <laughs> we were just like, like we haven't like, even like, recorded. Literally, done. literally, literally <laughs> it, nearly, it nearly came to blows. Like I nearly punched him. Uh, <laughs> and that was in my house. Before we hung out Sandy for like house. 48 hours straight. <laughs> and then the next day we're supposed to record. And I think we were just a little sick of each other. And that was, that was, uh, that was in my house in across the street from Olympus high school yeah. before I was in that house in yeah, Sandy. So that yeah. was, so that was, uh, so if you count another that. move that I had done, I've moved so many times. It it's stupid. How many yeah. times I've moved. It's crazy. But, um, you've gotten pretty good at it. I'm sure. Yeah. That's crazy. Thinking about how many times, mm-hmm. how many houses I've been in different recording many. in different places, like, um, all the different locations, right? Chris is, parents basement was the most common one yeah. that we recorded in. was it yeah. that one or was it my house and vineyard or your house both, and vineyard both, yes because yeah. you've you've been in orem the whole time so it's like you're like the central the central <laughs> yeah. but we record in scott's house plenty we, we've recorded in troy's house plenty have we record, recorded in your new house um, ever yeah yeah yeah, we also did Game of Thrones. Yeah, and, 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 and D&D. Dungeons and Dragons. And you set up D&D. some blankets and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that one that was very early, and then we did a couple. During during COVID during the pandemic, and we did it up in, in your office. office. Up in the office, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. right. We did Chris Farley in that yeah. one. Yeah, uh-huh. I forgot, dude. Uh-huh. Yeah, we had a few in there. I think we've done one in every house I've lived in, except for the the ones down in Phoenix, mm-hmm. or the one in Bluffdale, or the one in Bluffdale. Yeah, unless you right. count Zoom, because I remember you were in Zoom on those. But yeah, anyway, yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, Wild stuff, man. Yeah, I want to bring up uh, Brian. Real quick. Um, What's up, Brian? Brian is one of our longest. My, uh, my, my fellow Phoenician. <laughs> um, he, uh, I, I just want to give him all all the props. He's probably been our longest time listener. He's been. Uh, Brian he's been, and his brother-in-law, Travis. Yeah. Um, he, both of them, they've been listening for the longest time. Uh, Brian interacts with us, um, quite often Probably on social the media, the most, and, and he's kind of like a, a, almost like a character on, in our podcast. Cause we talk about him so we much. We do have a lot of characters. We do. He's our uh, mascot, <clears throat> but like, and, uh, also actually, sorry, I want to back up cause we were talking about guests before I want before. So hold on one second, Brian, we're going to come back <laughs> to you, but I want to talk about guests cause we, we had, we had, uh, Jason Daly. We had, um, we had uh, Rachel uh, uh-huh. Buchanan. We had Jason and Jenny Gray, separate episodes. Um, Jameson Midgley. We had JMO. Uh, yeah, we've had um, we've had a bunch. We've had quite a few guests, and so we've tried to like reach out to these now, guests. I know we've forgotten some, and I feel bad. I think I reached out to anyone who was a guest, but I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, because yeah. your brother-in-law, Busby. Eric. Busby. Eric yeah. yeah, Eric. Yep. yep. Who does who does our intro music? Yeah, right. he did the intro music, and he. I mean, he's been very good to us. He's been awesome. Um, we've had quite a few guests and so I want to, we have some of our guests who, who, you know, wanted to, you know, sent us some, some audio recordings and we had some of our listeners, but I want to start with Brian because Brian is awesome and mm-hmm. he interacts with us. And the other I, thing about Brian is, uh, 
if he were standing next to us, you would be able to, like, <laughs> there, there's no odd man out there. We, we, he looks like a cold bro. He fits I, right I in. actually have something to say about this, and I, I am very concerned. So I think we should play his clip, and then I'll say We it. easily could have included Brian in that Spider-Man uh, <laughs> painting of our, Yeah, he should have been. Very well Mary, could have been Mary Jane. Could have been Mary Jane. <laughs> the, next, the next one we, we make. Um, With a beard? The next one I make, I'm going to have, I'm going to find a way to include Brian. <laughs> we'll just say Brian is the, is the little kid. He could have been a little, little kid with a balloon on, on Reese's back in the in the <laughs> Game of Thrones. He could have been letting go of a red balloon. Drawing. We could have caught it. Oh, there you go. My balloon. Oh, every Spider-Man <laughs> game. <laughs> Spider-Man, my balloon. Mm. All right, so um, we asked a, we asked a couple of our listeners and our some of our guests to either you know send us a little comment and that we can read and give you some props for, or send us some audio recordings, whatever you're comfortable with. And Brian, uh, who, I feel like I'm going to cry listening to this stuff. <laughs> Brian, who unfortunately has never actually been in an episode, we wanted to give him some uh, representation. And you know what? Next time we have the availability, I Ron, I want to get Brian as an actual guest on our on our podcast because he's awesome and he's got some great takes. But anyway. Here is uh, here is what Brian uh, and his probably, is his wife Laurie on there. No, Laurie's Laurie's not on the recording, but I do want to shout out Laurie as well because I know she's listened and she's interacted as well. Um, okay. But yeah, all right. So here we go. Hey, cold bros. This is Brian, all the way from sunny Arizona. First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> Just wanted to congratulate you on your 100th episode. That's amazing. I've crapped my pants laughing. I've cried. And I've had some thought-provoking moments. That first I'd do anything once was interesting. I have a little topic for you, uh, kind of a conversation uh, that you might have, and it's it's uh, concerning Wheel of Time. I've been I'm almost done with the first book of of Wheel of Time, and I've seen some eerie connections between Wheel of Time and Lord of the Rings. And I'm just wondering if you agreed and, and if you wanted to talk a little bit about any connections you've seen, any similarities you've seen, it's a better word, um, between Wheel of Time and Lord of the Rings. Again, congratulations on your 100th episode. That's awesome. And we'll talk to you later. Okay, I've got something to say. That made me feel really good. <laughs> I like Brian a yeah. lot. I've got, no, I'm mad at Brian right now. <laughs> I'm mad at him. One. He's got a super sexy radio voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two, he looks like us. He uh-huh. can replace any one of us uh-huh. at any given moment. And you would never know. You would never know. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, that makes me feel insecure he's about al- my position <laughs> here. Yeah, he's also very he's well-versed in, in media. Just uh-huh. like, I'm... He's related. <laughs> I'm not. He's a <laughs> I'm feeling very threatened by Brian right now. <laughs> um, but for real, that's like we love you, Brian. Yeah, thank you, and and thanks for the the props for the hundred episodes. I think you know, as someone who's fairly close to us outside the podcast, you probably know some of the some of the issues we've had to deal with. But um, and you know what. He was he was vo- uh, pretty vocal when when Reese uh, wasn't part of the podcast. He was kind of he was vocal about it, being like, "Oh man, I loved him. He was great and everything." But he still kept listening, and he was super excited when when Reese came back. So that's true. Um, before we jump into his question about Wheel of Time, um, I wanted to. Um, this is where I wanted to come back and talk about Travis because I I asked Travis. Travis has been listening for a while. Travis is Brian's brother in law. Also our cousin. Also our cousin. <laughs> the funny thing about Travis is, is if Travis was part of this podcast, he would just, he and I sound so much alike. Anyway, just, we just have a slightly different yeah, twang. Tra- Travis's <laughs> dad and Troy's dad are twins. So right. they're basically cousin twins. We're, we're uh, genetically, brothers. genetically half brothers, if you want to put it that way. There anyway, you go. Um, <laughs> genetically, I have two dads. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... Um, 
Travis that made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Genetically. <laughs> Genetically uncomfortable. <laughs> so um so Travis had the same question. He uh he wanted to give us congratulations as well for being uh part of our uh for having 100 episodes. But he also wanted to ask a question um about adaptations. And I know we've covered adaptations a little bit with talking about Cowboy Bebop and Wheel of Time most recently. But he wanted to ask us about adaptations, probably more like what what you know, what we think about certain adaptations and what would make a good ad- adaptation. That might be a a separate episode that we could really dive into adaptations. Um but he uh he specifically was talking about Willow Time because he had been watching Willow Time and and had some thoughts as well. So we're kind of kind of group Travis and Brian into that particular okay. question as well. I know that Travis loves <clears throat> Wheel of Time. He's the books. Read, he's read the books, I think, twice or mm-hmm. maybe three times through. All of them. Which is insane yeah. because those books are as long as the Bible and there's like 50 of and them. And they're boring. They're crazy. <laughs> so but Travis, I know Travis loves Wheel of Time. Does he like the show? I, if know? he if he loves the books, I doubt he loves the sh- he likes the show. There has to be like some outliers. When I when I talked to <laughs> when I talked to Travis and Robin, uh, Travis's wife, they were both like disappointed with the show. I don't think they like hated it, but I could be wrong. But I know they were they were disappointed with the direction of the sh- of the show for a lot of the same reasons that we talked about similarities um, with Lord of the Rings. Though, like I so think the hard when you part write of a fantasy book, you can't help but compare exactly, it, especially if you're right. doing anything close to high fantasy. It's like you're going to have a similarity to orcs. You're going to have a similarity to elves. You're going to have a similarity to, to men and the, the weaknesses and strengths that each of those races have. Like, Wizards gonna or, happen. or the, Lord of the Rings yes, definitely yeah. is not the, the original high fantasy book, but it's kind of the template yeah, it's like for, all, for all high if fantasy. If you look at like Lord of the Rings too, like I feel like Tolkien did a good job not to do like a hero story. Like, right. Like there wasn't like the wise mentor that Wheel of Time clearly does. Like right. Moraine's a wise mentor. <clears throat> the hero has like a mis- hidden past, a mystery. Like his dad is something, blah, blah, blah. Meant for something greater. So Lord of the Rings d- avoids that. But like the similarities is like the eyeless clearly look like a ring wraith mm-hmm. and they evade the town. Mm-hmm. They lead armies. The, 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 yeah, exactly. The big evil that is like all encompassing and is uh-huh. going to, and it's it, it's coming for you and it's shapeless, but it's still there uh-huh. and like so ominous and threatening. And, and what's funny is when he said there's similarities to Lord of the Rings, the, the similarities I I I saw was actually in another direction with Sanderson with mm-hmm. uh, with mm-hmm. the um Stormlight the, the, the with Stormlight with the upside down. What what is it called? Oh, like, like in, in Shadesmar? the Shadesmar, Shades Shadesmar is very similar to the ways, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I saw a Sanderson taking a lot from Jordan, and like and the the evil, the big evil in Stormlight is pretty much like the the what's it called the, the nameless one? What are they called? The evil? No, the dark one. Yeah, the dark one. Mm-hmm. Who's the nameless one? That, is that Game of Thrones? I don't know, dude. I'm getting confused. <laughs> but 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 that's exactly it. When you get into high fantasy a lot of it tends to bleed together well, and, and, because there's so much now game of thrones though, doesn't have the other races and stuff. It's all sure, human. So sure. there's definitely differences, but it, it all tends to bleed together. There's a lot of shared. The key is themes. to use the structure 
and, and but then tell a, a unique I wonder good if, story I wonder characters. if Brian's talking about something a little more specific yeah no well, I, 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 I messaged him so, he just didn't get back to me so I want to I was wondering about that I want to I want to talk a little bit about that because you t- you mentioned Jake about how um, Lord of the Rings is the template but I also think it's kind of the the standard or the pinnacle that everybody when you make an adaptation about high fantasy that you want to try to reach yeah. or or or, or to- totally. at least you know attempt to not when I say reach I don't I don't think I, you know what I mean anyway um, and, and I think especially in the time in the time period that that Wheel of Time was written yeah it was like 80s 90s mm-hmm. um, that, that was much more of a thing now people are trying to be more like I don't know dissident or like they're, they're trying to get away from from that like a railroad type. And, and as far situation. as adaptations, you, you have this aspect where I think high fantasy is just trying to reach or, or come as close as they can to that pinnacle. That is Lord of the Rings, right? Even Lord of the Rings did that with the Hobbit trilogy, you know, or even the, the Lord of the Rings, um, uh, series that's going to come out on, on Amazon prime. They're trying to do that with themselves, right. And try to reach that. Lord not- of the Rings is also like, it's, it's kind of the template because it was so early sure. in it. Mm-hmm. And, and it, but what makes it great is also one of its biggest hindrances is that, um, J.R. Tolkien, he says it in the forward of the first book is that it's not, it's not about the plot necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like he wrote those books because he wanted to build a world. Yeah. He was, he, it, it was, it was, a, it was an excuse for him to write languages. Sure. So he, he was, he was interested in writing like three different types of Elvish and Dwarvish and Orcish and all these different languages. And what, what Lord of the Rings did is it gave him the excuse to write those languages, to build the world that he was in. Sure. And so his characterization is, ve- is very, um, it, it, there's not it's not complex it's very simple his characters are very simple his plot is very straightforward it's good guys bad guys there's not a lot of like complexity in his plot or his characterization sure uh, but the simplicity is actually one of its biggest strengths um whereas you look at wheel of time you look at in, I mean, I, I'm not going to get into all the different fantasy books, but the 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 they're all trying to take the Lord of the Rings template, the the world that he built, or not necessarily in his world, but you, you know what I'm saying. Sure, like, sure. Take that template and then add complexity to it. And so, there's so many other series where you can get like a much more interesting characters and much more interesting plot out of it than the Lord of the Rings, but the Lord of the Rings is what really solidified the, like, the, but, but, the, but had it been the complex, tropes, then it wouldn't have been the template. It wouldn't have been the template. And, and it would have been much exactly harder. It, it yeah. would have been a much harder adaptation because the more simple yeah. the, the adaptation, the more, the more that, um, Peter Jackson had to, ha- the more, what do you call it? Freedom he had to explore. Exactly. Because you had a world that was already built with the Elvin, Elvish, Elvin. Elvin, Elvish, Elvin. Elvish, um, whatever that language is like you talked about their, their, their culture, the, you know, the culture of the hobbits, the Shire, all that, all of that different stuff that he had built in building that and making that aspect more complex. He was able to keep other things simple. And so that way, when Peter Jackson goes to make a, his trilogy, he can include all of those complex items as what builds the world, but he doesn't have to spend time on that sure. that world being built. He can focus on the simplicity and then go from there. And he has a lot more freedom to express those things. I think maybe that's an aspect of why other adaptations don't work so well. Is like, the source material is the source too- 
the source, source material is complex, which isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, there's a reason why Wheel of Time is so popular. Totally. Like when I when I heard Wheel of Time was being adapted, I decided to read the books. So I read the books and then was like, uh, "How are they going to do this? Like, this was a bad decision. <laughs> Don't do it." Because right. it's just I did so the same hard. thing with uh, Game of Thrones like ten years ago. Yeah, it's true. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna read these books," and then I was like, "These are gonna be naughty, naughty TV shows." <laughs> yeah. Holy and cow! Holy cow! Um, should we should we move on then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Thanks okay. for the question, Brian. I don't think yeah. we answered it, but I don't. I think maybe we don't see what you see. Maybe just talking a little bit specifically about the uh, the sim- similarities and differences and, and and adaptations and kind of tying in Travis's question with that as well. Right, but, right, right. Um, yeah. So, uh, who else? Do we, does somebody want to read? So Rachel, oh, 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 go ahead with Rachel's. Rachel sent us a question, and I think it's a good question because Rachel is one of my favorite guests. We brought her on for rom coms. Mm-hmm. And that was a great she actually knows a lot about like movies and mm-hmm. the art of making movies. And she thinks differently than we do because we're dumb crow magnon men. <laughs> <laughs> so her question made me think. And it's like spaceship go boom. I'm very interested to know what movies you think would be greatly improved by a different musical score or a choice in song. Like would the acting feel better from a song mm. change, like from a different score? Hmm. Uh, like for example, scary movies aren't scary without the right kind of music. Oh yeah, absolutely. So this, to me, this question is like, what color should this dress have been in this painting <laughs> except for the color that they chose, you know? Well, cause I can't, I can't even think of what I know. It's really I, I can't, hard, but I can't it's a good question. Of, it's a great question. I can't think off the top of my head. So I'm grateful that she brought in horror with that right. because like horror is it's sound and music like, and, and I mean, obviously like gory stuff can make you wince and stuff. But when you, um, I know this is going to sound silly, but there was a show that came out a while ago. It was called, um, I think it was called about a boy. Anyway, it was a TV show, not the movie. Um, anyway, and the, it's this the story about the, the boy and this neighbor and they become friends, whatever. And the, and the boy is about to go to a junior high party where they're going to watch scary movies and he's terrified of scary movies. So he tells him, put in headphones and listen to silly, excuse me, listen to silly music and it won't be scary. You'll actually be sitting there enjoying the movie because you won't. And the, the point with that is, uh, is horror is all about its sound and 100%. its music. 100%. And I tried this. I, I tried on a particularly scary movie. I can't remember what it was, but I tried listening just or plugging my ears at a certain point And it was like infinitely less terrifying. Right. And so that's why I appreciate in Rachel's question, why she brought up horror, because you're talking about a genre that is very reliant on sound effects and, um, and, and music. I mean, even just sound effects, like take violence, right. Or, or, or gore, right. The gore wouldn't be so, so crazy if you didn't have the squelches and the little, like the little sound effects of like, yeah. you know, things, the, the, the high pitch violin. Yeah. And then exactly. And then like when the, when it builds up to a scary movie, you, you find yourself tensing up and it's, you're tensing up because most of the time the music. And so, 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 I mean, I mean, we talked about Lord of the Rings, but obviously Lord of the Rings is elevated by its music. I, sure. I thought of two examples of what I, I could have used to answer this to. One of them is, like we, we mentioned Rachel was on our rom-com episode. Uh-huh. Some of my biggest issues with rom-com is like the corny feeling that they go for overall. Yeah. yeah. Like, like they play like this goofball music that nobody would ever go out of the way to listen to. And like, like the, the, all the girls re- reach out and look out the side of the cubicle and look at the guy and the guy turns and they, <gasps> and they whatever, like they look <laughs> away, but they have like the most cornball music playing right. over the stuff. Bum, bum, bum. 
right. you know, that kind of yeah. bouncy So just like, to me, stuff. like, get rid of that. Like, add sound effects of The Office or something. Like, <laughs> But then it wouldn't, phone it, calls it wouldn't and, have that same humorous aspect. Because it's the but, same thing right. with, with horror. But it would, it would be an improvement for me personally. Yeah, yeah, I mean. yeah, oh, sure, I get you. that. Because the, the point with that, horror and comedy, it's funny how similar they are in the sense that they rely on the same things. They rely on timing. They rely mm. on sound effects and, and music. Uh, uh, yeah, jump scare is, is just... Uh, a well-timed joke right you know exactly right. just it's just the yeah so the movie that came to first came to mind when i heard that question when i saw that question um is one is wild wild west oh, that movie is yeah. widely considered to have one of the worst soundtracks yeah ever yeah. like a soundtrack yeah. or a score the, the score both oh, score okay. and both. soundtrack like it, it it was really bad and i think that you have movies where the movie itself might not be as good, but because of the incredible soundtrack, um, it elevates it. I think, I think, uh, Kill Bill La- last of the Mohicans is yeah. like the perfect example of a score elevating, a a decent movie to a great movie mm-hmm. just, just through the score alone. And I don't think that the score made wild, wild west, a worse movie because it did it all on its own. <laughs> but I think a better score might have made hmm. that movie better. I think you're right on that one. I think that's a really good example. You made me think of, I, I thought that the score in Shang-Chi was pretty mediocre. Right. Like, See, like when he's fighting on the bus a and they put like of a Marvel forced movies. amount of hip hop into it for some reason. Like this doesn't yeah. fit what you're yeah. doing right now. I think there's a lot of Marvel movies that could benefit from a bigger, better score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's almost like it it's a choice they've made to not do, to not be, to not overpower the movie with a really like, well, like right. Black Panther really like a score. banging score. I got for sure. Yeah. Not all Marvel movies. I'm just saying there's there's a few of them that I think. Um, I mean, I hated Captain Marvel, but I think Captain Marvel could have benefited from a better score yeah. as well. Yeah, I think um, I think that's just a general thing that people have said. Not necessarily a complaint about Marvel movies is that their scores are generally generic generic and, and or not, really, not like, generic but they reuse a lot of stuff well, and it's and it's very there was a youtube i love like the avengers theme but like oh, yeah. other than that yeah. like there was a youtube video about this where somebody was like hey can you give me the indiana jones theme or can you give me the superman theme can you give me the harry potter theme i know i'm n- naming a lot of john williams scores but um <laughs> but with that uh, they then they say can you give me iron man's theme or captain america's theme or even at the time mm-hmm. avengers theme and people are like uh and they blank and it's like is that a is that a bad thing? I think, I think, it's, I think, I think it's, it's a choice. Now. I think like, it's a choice. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what? Ant-Man has a good theme. Like if you, you guys should go back and listen to Ant-Man. It's actually really cool. Well, and let's, let's talk about like movies that use good soundtracks and use good movies. I'm going to, well, I want to do one more example because okay. we were talking about Marvel, uh, suicide squad. The first one had a really bad score in a soundtrack because they were trying to copy guardians of the galaxy. Sure. Guardian of the galaxy was a hit. So like we need to mimic that. And they use seventies and eighties. Yeah, they they use and it just doesn't work. Yeah, and like sure. They were going for like a like a gangster movie, like a urban warfare <laughs> gangster movie. They showed us stuck with so that movie would have been improved if they just did a generic action movie soundtrack. Yeah, I don't. Huh. Disagree it's crazy. With it's weird. It's weird how that worked. And huh. but like, I also don't want to fault anyone for taking a chance, right? Because that, you you, you take chances well, and sometimes you fall on your face and it doesn't work. Well, but it if you don't you'll never progress or the, the thing about that particular example though is that it's the opposite of taking a chance because they're copying a, uh-huh. a a franchise that worked right right that's in, true. In guardians 
Anyway, By the sorry, way, Troy. Troy's uh, Troy's YouTube video he's talking about is every every frame of painting is the uh, is yeah. the YouTube channel, and channel. I want to shout them out because every yeah. frame of painting might be my, one of my favorite YouTube channels. I so I, go check them out. When when with Rachel's question, the thing that I immediately thought of was movies that were improved by their scores, <laughs> and and I don't want to spend too much time on this because we have more people to get to and everything. But yeah, um, Rachel, uh, <laughs> Jeez. thanks. Get in line. Um, <laughs> was uh, was um, like. Christopher Nolan, right? We um, his use of like the clock, like uh-huh. a ticking, is is common throughout it's a lot of his movies, and then also uh, the one in Dunkirk. There was like a little stepladder thing that oh, like yeah. builds the tension, and um, you have aspects where where these movies are greatly improved, and um, <clears throat> and that's that's what I can I can only think of movies that I liked that had a good that's score. what i mean it was a, because i, I had to think outside the box a yeah little. you can't yeah. like it's hard to think yeah. about movies you didn't like i think i think this this to topic movies, deserves a, a, a full episode, episode on its yeah. own well speaking of i have i have a question and i think this question is something that we're going to have to spend very little time on because i think it deserves an episode of its own um but a fellow uh phoenix guy that he listens actually quite a bit uh my buddy joe what's up joe uh, what's up joe um he said uh his question tends to be more is he my questions tend to be more in the do you think art has an objective truth vein and by art i mean specifically creative narrative media like movies shows books he's i'm fascinated by how much the artist's intentionality should factor into my experience of it so joe is this a trap is there like a right <laughs> answer that because because and I, what i what i responded to joe with is that is such a subjective mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. that it makes for an incredible amount Dude, of debate th- and discussion and yeah. it's and actually really like interesting because um, I, I, I read that before, but I totally forgot about it. And then when we were just talking about high fantasy and, and Tolkien, like, I, I believe his, his intent wasn't to make, to, to write, uh, a template for all, for all, yeah, exactly. For, for, for all high fantasy after that. game when someone iterated off what he did. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 Dungeons and, Dragons. and so his intent was was to like create like a you world said, create a world we brought and- this up earlier too like matrix and the red pill mm-hmm. like the red yeah. pill has become something else online now and they're like we're going to take that back i'm like it's kind of too late like it's out of your hands yeah like right. you created yeah. it and it's turned into something yeah else. and that that's a whole garfield thing. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Let's not get into Garfield. Uh, Do you guys I'm watch so, that? Video? I'm sorry, no, John. I I refuse to watch. Well, I don't like the online Garfield stuff. That stuff really bugs me. Let's let's go back to Joe's question. Joe's but, question because you responded it's a subjective question, but it's also subjective. Like art is subjective. Well, exactly. Everything and about it is subjective. What and this is a big thing in comedy is once something leaves your mouth, you now have no control. Over how, how it is perceived, right. none at all, right? And that's all of art. Yeah. Once it, once, once you put it out there, you have no control of how it is perceived. Your intention should it matter or should it not matter? Should it just be how it's viewed or mm-hmm. uh, like? And I think that d- this deserves an entire episode unto I think itself. So I, I, I love the the topic i think it's a great topic um well my mind is going a million i'm thinking of uh, van gogh i'm thinking is, of all is these the, artists. Yeah, is yeah. the real so the question is is artist intentionality subjective is that what he's saying no he's saying should my perception of the art be be ad- should i adjust my perception of the art based on the intention of the artist 
I mean, yes, but no. But exactly. but should it? Should it or shouldn't it? I mean, you should do both. I, I don't know. I think it's an incredibly fascinating topic. I think it's going to take some thinking, and we'll, we'll come back to it. Yeah, I think it's something we'll we should just, come back all to. All we'll do is just talk in circles and then end the episode. <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be great. <laughs> Isn't that what we do? That, that sounds, we'll talk that, in circles and that sounds like Joe in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's just philosophy in general. Um, Love we, you, Joe. Look for look for an episode of this uh, yeah, coming in the future. Absolutely. Um, maybe see if we can find a way to to include him. Maybe maybe some. you can like phrase that question better, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we could easily tie Joe in and have another guest, maybe. But Shoot. we'll we'll see. Should we play uh, a recording from Eric? Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is from Eric Busby. He uh, was a guest. He also, as we mentioned earlier, is plays the. Um, Wrote and performed the uh, the intro music. Our intro music. He plays. No, he didn't write it for us. It it was an album he released a while ago. Plays a hurdy gurdy. Okay, here we go. This is uh, this is Eric Busby's uh, question. So, hey, Cold Bo, congratulations on the one hundredth episode. I hope you find yourselves moderately Gucci today. I would like to know, out of all the mobs in Minecraft, which one specifically would you find the most dateable? That moms? might be that might be the most Eric Busby question I have ever. <laughs> Is there moms in Minecraft? Mobs, mob, mob, mobs like the bad guys. Oh, bad guy. Okay, so most all the bad guys, mob? Yeah. most dateable bad. I don't guy play in Minecraft, Minecraft, dude. I don't. Dude, know. I feel like I let you down, Eric. Dude, I, don't I play think that game. the. Um, oh, I'm definitely letting. Oh, also, Enderman, Eric, the, I'm like feeling very one. Gucci right now. So thank you very much. I thought he for said your Gucci. When <laughs> I heard that, Did you? <laughs> no, Gucci. I'm feeling pretty Gucci, Eric. Yeah, Chris is feeling like a walk cooch, a mile in these Gucci's. Next next time he's uh, in the states or in town or where whatever, we should have him back on again. He was yeah. a great guest. Something he, something a little bit better than Chumbawamba. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I yeah, if you want to hear Eric's uh, voice a little bit more, go go uh, look him up on Facebook. Look yeah. him up on Facebook. He does he does streaming full time. Streams yeah. video games on it. Streams video games on Facebook. He's um, also, cool. we did an episode with him on Chumbawamba. So yeah, for yeah. some reason. Well, okay. So for some reason, the Chumbawamba <laughs> part was was actually a small segment of that episode. We actually talk a lot about his history and how he yeah. got, like his kind of into. So the episode is is really a lot then about we more naturally about- transitioned to Chumbawamba. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of people that play guitars. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so I, I would I would probably have to say Enderman because they have the long legs. Yeah, that's what I was about is to say. Is a Enderman. creeper a mob? Yeah, but but they, but they you don't want a, you don't want a daily creeper. They're ex- like they're yeah. Cre- they're, they'll got, sneak they're, up on you. Uh, what is it? They'll sneak up on you. And they're <laughs> they're quite toxic. Ender dragon is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, there's an ender dragon. Is that a mob? Uh, I think it's a boss, but I think it's also a mob. Maybe it's like an umbrella of all the bad guys. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have to admit that I don't know much about uh, about uh, Minecraft. So. so so I mean, there there's zombies. There's skeletons. There's uh baby zombies <laughs> there's a uh there's the sea zombie like the um with tridents that throw tridents at you there's Ooh, i like that yeah maybe i'll do sea zombie that's sexy but yeah. do like you a, do the sea zombies have <clears throat> like a mermaid type do they have tails or do they have legs they have legs so you can't do they have they're not dateable do they have uh <laughs> do they have co- do they have coconut bras no, uh-huh, there's zombies that are they're underwater. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, well, that's a fun. That was. That yeah, was a, <laughs> that thanks, was, Eric. Eric, thanks, we let Eric. you down. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and your dragon, and I'm a donkey. That's what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> 
do we uh, do we want to read another? That's a nice um, Shrek reference. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> do we want to read another another question? Um, yeah, let's do we it. Have, we have quite a few, so um, let's. Uh, Chris, do you want to read Thomas's question? Yeah, and I like this one because it may. Thomas Tomas is one of our most loyal listeners. He loves us. He he'll message me all the time, and we'll have long form conversations about our episodes. In fact, I want to give him and his wife a shout out because they actually sponsored an episode, or they uh-huh. they, they, they uh, sponsored us for a little bit. Yeah, for a little bit. That was awesome. Uh-huh. Thank you. So Thomas said he has two questions for us. So we need to pile drive through these. I don't know how we're gonna. I don't know how we're all gonna come to a collective. Well, who is on your Mount Rushmore of film directors? Mm. So let's do that one first. I mean, obviously you've got we, we got to have Spielberg, Spielberg on there. Yeah, you got Spielberg. Spielberg, Sidney um, Lumet. Huh? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sidney uh, Lumet did like uh, uh, Twelve Angry Men. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I I, I want to say Edgar Wright is one for me, but for a like, collective Mount Rushmore. Okay, so okay, is Edgar need, Wright we need not episodes. on anyone else's? Uh, I wouldn't put him on mine. Uh, Cohen Brothers is on mine, obviously. I'd put Cohen Brothers. Yeah, Cohen well. Brothers. So Spielberg, Cohen Brothers, uh, Christopher Nolan, Nolan, David yeah. Fincher. Fincher, huh? What about um, there's Guy Fight Ritchie? Club we did a whole episode. Guy Ritchie. Oh, we did a one on Guy Ritchie. Ritchie. What about uh, Guy Ritchie? That one? What, Guy about, Ritchie? what about the guy that does all the gangster movies? I can't think of his name. Right Martin now. Scorsese. Scorsese. Scorsese yeah. Enough that guy. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love Scorsese. I absolutely love his movies, but uh, I get that little meatball out of here. I, <laughs> Yeah, Fredo. <laughs> Garlic eater. Fredo. You broke my heart. <laughs> um, no, I like that list. I, I think... I think uh, Guy, so Steven Spielberg, Cohen Brothers, Christopher Nolan, Guy Ritchie. That's a good list for me. Boom. Off see, the top of our head. See what happened? We work quick. We work so well under pressure. Yeah, right. Okay, number two. Brett Ratner. Sorry. <laughs> X Men Three is classic. <laughs> UA Bull. <laughs> uh, Michael Bay. If I may ask a second question, what did you think of the Star Wars sequels, and where do you think they went wrong or right? Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Okay, he was, uh, he was like, "Who? How is this question going to land? Who? Who likes it? Who doesn't?" Because Thomas, he's from Brazil. He moved here in the 90s in the first Star Wars that he was able to like in the zeitgeist, you know, part of the culture was The Force Awakens. And I will go on record and saying that's my least favorite Star Wars. Force movie. Awakens? Force Awakens. In the 90s? No, he didn't get to experience Star Wars until after it was like a thing. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. I was thinking in the 90s so, because 99 is when Force Menace. The, the but he wasn't really like a fan then. Phantom Menace. Right. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So the first one he could get into was Force Awakens. So he he likes them. So my opinion on the oh he's talking the about sequels. the prequels, not the sequels. sequels. No, the sequels, the sequels, not the prequels. Sorry. So I, my opinion on the yeah. sequels is I don't hate them. I think they are the that trilogy is by a country mile the weakest of the three trilogies. Uh-huh. It uh-huh. is uh, there is a lot of problems with them. Um, I I don't think they fit into the storyline but as movies i don't hate them i think that you can you take what the sequels did and then and then take what uh john favreau did with mandalorian and why mandalorian 
is so successful and why it works and why the sequels don't. And we could dissect those two and compare those two. Because this is a whole episode. This is a whole episode. I mean, this might be three episodes. I, I want to rank our Star Wars movies before we, yeah, before our we should, implodes. we should do that. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> there, there before, is a half-life to this before it starts limping along again. And one of us has to resurrect it. No. Um, we bring on our children. <laughs> um, the the sequels i've said this before about a lot of different things and i think a, b- a big problem with when you have sequels to something is the this issue of escalation when it gets to be too big. how do you raise the stakes how do you raise the stakes and that's the that's the biggest issue and i think the the biggest issue that i have with sequels specifically the third movie um the last the the skywalker last rise, rise of skywalker rise of skywalker yeah yeah um was that you you had you had so much escalation i mean you had like with a flick of his yeah. wrist uh what's his bucket star destroyers that could destroy star, planets yeah, I star mean, destroyers you, you just had a fleet is, of death stars is rise of skywalker the worst star wars movie yeah i think so you had a fleet of star wars that were fully staffed like where did their fleet of star destroyers that were fully staffed where did those people and they come all from? had death on a, on a planet star on a planet yeah, it, was, it, was, it was it was it was a fleet of death stars that were fully that <laughs> like were fully was, staffed yeah that you that, that had people on them on, they're a, all, on a planet that yeah, they they nobody like knew how to get to or something like <laughs> they're, they're all they're many cities yeah <laughs> and you're right it's it's on a planet that is so secret that no one knows about it right That's, you guys know that uh the emperor palpatine was in spider-man too he was like a hidden villain. Everyone's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so my my problem with it, and just to be real quick, is that they're so just disjointed. Yeah, there, there, there was think, never a plan for the for the well, whole. Trip. I think it exposed JJ Abrams. That is the biggest problem. Yeah. I think is that 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 they weren't connected. There was never a plan. One, I I did not like Force Awakens because I kind of saw what it was doing. It it's the best overall movie, but to me personally, it's my least favorite. Because I, I saw what they were doing with it and they were just doing like a scene for scene recreation, but then they had to introduce like a little mystery box that they never resolved until the B- very because, end. Yeah. And yeah, JJ, JJ just had to have his little mystery box in it. So like it, a lot of things in it just didn't work for me. So, and then the character assassination of Luke, who was like the mm-hmm. pinnacle of a hero. If you were, if you, if you were born, up. what, like after when, when since, the beginning of Star Wars, Luke has been like the hero right. of Star Wars. Yeah. Look look at how the, the new Spider-Man movie, and we'll get on it eventually, but that's how you do fan service right with the story. Because like Tobey Maguire, they could have made him some like jaded Luke Skywalker, but they didn't. Sure. They and honored him. Yeah. They gave exactly. more honor to Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. They didn't bring Luke up Skywalker. Spider-Man 3 once. <laughs> that's true. It's um, true. Except for the Sandman. He was in it. But well, also true. But uh, the, so uh, I didn't know. like Force Awakens because it was like a beat for beat recreation. So I actually my favorite is The Last Jedi, shockingly enough. Um, but I also know that that movie has problems. Problems it has a Lots lot of problems. of problems. All right, let, let's move on. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Thomas. Though that, those are that 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 is a question that we are going to end up doing quite a bit yeah. on. I have a feeling probably. Um, so I want to play another audio clip from uh, Jason Gray, who was on our Perfect. our SNL episode. Um, I wanted to. I was hoping that Jenny would also be in the on there, but she she wasn't able to. Um, they were taking care of something with their kid. Um, anyway, shout out Jenny. She yeah, was great. I loved having her on. Jenny that was, one was amazing. Episodes. That was yeah. one of my favorite episodes. Fast and the Furious, and she was she was so great at like just bringing. It. She she uh, was able to like. Uh, she riffed with she, us. She real. was able riffed, to jump real. in with the with the yeah. with the shit talk immediately. She it was awesome. She gelled with us very well, and so did Jason. Um, here's Jason. Speaking of sexy voices. <laughs> 
Hey, Cold Bow Brothers, Jason here. Uh, first of all, congratulations on your 100th episode. Seriously, that is a uh, that is awesome. That's that's a huge accomplishment, and that takes a lot of uh, dedication and, and commitment. So uh, good on you, and I uh, hope uh, I can uh, join you guys for your 200th episode. Watch out. But anyways, um, so I was thinking uh, my first topic, and I don't know if you guys have covered it, I'm I'm thinking maybe there's a chance you have with the popularity of uh, Spider-Man, but which Spider-Man is your favorite out of uh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and uh, Tom Holland, and why? Because, I mean, I know the majority of people, uh, it's Tom Holland, but I I do think there's definitely some merit in uh, talking about uh, what Tobey Maguire did and and just like, uh, you know, talking about Jack Nicholson compared to Heath Ledger and and others but uh but yeah and if you guys have covered that already um I was thinking uh to go a little more sports related uh Utah Jazz what do you think if the Jazz uh fail to make it out of the second round of playoffs again uh this year which obviously hope doesn't happen but if it does for some reason uh, what do you think steps are? Do we consider trading uh, players? I know we're kind of locked in with uh, you know the big Gobert and Mitchell salaries, but uh, what pieces should move? Uh, what 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 do you think the steps should be to to make sure that the Jazz get to the next level? Anyways, uh, thanks again, you guys, and uh, congrats. See ya. Interesting. Oh You're gonna have to keep that jazz talk short, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just jump in with the jazz stuff. Uh, um, All right now. Yeah, I don't know. If, uh, yeah, right now we'll just keep it short because I don't know. Um, we don't really talk that much about sports. Just kind of what's topical at the moment. Um, honestly, when, uh, when are you gonna lose Mitchell? Uh, it he's really leave, dude. It really depends. Shut up. Stop. He's don't a, don't even the, put that in the he's universe. He's LeBron Jr. He's gonna get out. He's <laughs> don't leaving. Put that in the universe. <laughs> I'm wearing his shoes right now and I know he's leaving. If if the Jazz don't make it past this the second round um again, then I could say it's very likely that that, that he might want to leave. Mm-hmm. Um I think I think I don't want to make it too political, but I think he has issues with some of the politics in the state. Mm-hmm. Um and some of the fans, some of the fans, not a lot, or well, a portion of them, a significant portion. Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, have not responded in kind to some of the comments that um, Donovan Mitchell has made. And I think that's probably uh, affecting his opinion of this, of the state. And anyway, and all of that goes into, into play. I hope that he's loyal and I hope that he want, he stays, but to Jason's question, what are the jazz going to do? And really it's a big question because we have a new owner. We have a new um, GM. Well, sort of GM. Yeah. Like president or whatever. We yeah, get a football team in Utah <laughs> and then they'll have more of an incentive to stick around. I, the, the thing is the state will always back the jazz in some way or another, you know, when, when you had all the people who, who took issue with what Donovan was saying and said, I'm never going to go to a jazz game again. Well, guess what? In the playoffs, we were sold out. You and I went to a game. I can't get tickets now. Yeah. They're, is, they're, they're sold out right now. Yeah, they're, they're Everybody's, my mother-in-law and, trying to get me tickets. and everybody's <laughs> everybody's excited about That's the a jazz great expression <laughs> because we have a new owner we have Dwayne Dwayne Wade as a as a partial owner. yeah like it's never been a better time to be a jazz fan He's, it's exciting it, it, there's excitement the Dwayne the Wade jazz. thing is why I don't think Donovan's leaving 
That's a good point. Um, and then you, we brought in Danny Ainge, who did a lot of good things with, with Boston. Some people question that, but you know what? He did bring a, uh, the first title to Boston since friggin' Larry Bird. So, yeah. you know, hey, whatever. Uh, really? Danny Ainge was behind all that? Danny yeah, he was, Danny Pierce and, he was and the GM that brought in KG and Ray Allen. And Ray Allen. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, one of like, yeah. my favorite basketball that was, oh, yeah. ever. That was, that was his that's move. That's Danny Ainge. I think that got him uh, GM of the GM year. Of the year. And, yep. then, and then, you know what? It didn't work out. Is but, he our GM? Yeah, he just well, we, we just hired him to be like CEO. in the front o- front He's office. Is he our game master? Basically, Let's yeah. Hope so. No, but but I mean, I won't. I won't. It didn't end up working out, but it's not necessarily his fault. I I don't think because like in retrospect, like yeah, the trade didn't work out, and then the moves didn't work out. But at the time, it was like holy crap, Danny Ainge is going to Danny Ainge. But when he got Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving, and then like that team, and then he had Al Horford, that team was supposed to be a lot better. And then it just didn't gel. And I remember that name. Well, I mean, yeah. Danny Ainge got or uh, sorry, the the he who shall not be named. Uh, Got injured in yeah. his very first game with the <laughs> his very first like, thirty seconds of playing. <laughs> anyway, yeah. remember Jamo's uh his uh freaking Halloween costume? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> broken leg. That <laughs> like was a, funny. It was like a Utah Utah fans got brutal to... with him yeah. because, because <laughs> he ruined our Fourth of July. I felt really bad for Gordon Hayward, and I wasn't one. I I'm proud to say I wasn't one of the fans that wished him ill will, but I did say something about it would be ironic, and then if this happened, and then, then it happened, and I feel bad. <laughs> Anyway, um, what the jazz would do, I think that we, we stay the core. I, th- I think we, every off season, we just get better. We make the yeah, right moves. Yeah. We, we, we went out this last off season. We went out and got Rudy Gay and we went out and got uh Hassan Whiteside. Whiteside. And I think those two make our team significantly better. Our, uh, that trade for Jordan Clarkson was Jordan so Clarkson. Good. Oh I, I just, I, I think you trust the process. My, my, my philosophy is the jazz are a Moneyball team and Moneyball teams don't win championships. Yeah. You need the guy who can put the team on his shoulder and go win the championship. And I think that, that, Donovan Mitchell can become that guy. I, I'm not sure he's that guy yeah. yet. Okay. Until he does it, I, I'm not sure he's that guy yet. Let's jump into Spider-Man. But let's get into Spider-Man. So we're all of a certain age where I think we're all going to say Toby. Toby. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he was like, he's like our childhood Spider-Man. Absolutely. The way that Tom Holland is for a lot now. Andrew Garfield, Andrew Garfield gets shot on a lot. I loved um, him in this new he movie. He was my he was my favorite in this movie. In this new movie. Oh, yeah. He was, he was so great. Good. Like he was he did such a good job. Dude, in him this apologizing movie. for not being black might have been my favorite part of the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Or like him, his redemption arc, how meta and aware he was. He's like, Yeah, I'm Spider Man three. Which yeah. is funny because he's the third favorite, but he never got a third movie. Right. Yeah. And when right. he when he caught MJ, oh. yeah, I got yeah, chills over my oh, whole body. Dude. Spoiler alert, by the way, anyone who hasn't seen Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. It's made a billion dollars. I'm sure you've seen it right now. <laughs> For well, sure. We already, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but, uh, um, but him saying like, eh, I'm not that great. And Toby's like, hey, you're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. Yeah. Oh, when they Thanks, br- I really need to hear that. When they bro hugged it. Retroactively so- <laughs> naming the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> because he's the amazing Spider-Man. Exactly. exactly. It, I dude. love the writing in that well, movie. And you, even, you even had a small little like point to the, it wasn't like the point the three mean, of them pointing at each when, other. When they were like, when Ned was like, hey, Peter, and they're all answered like, what, what? This Re- one, yeah, him, uh, <laughs> and I, I really like too because I was, what I was afraid of is that they would just show up like a, on your left, you know, and to yeah. show up the very, but they were characters in the movie. Oh yeah. They, like, uh, Andrew Garfield were like a scientist robe. Mm-hmm. Like, cause he was like a yeah. science yeah. guy. Toby was more of like an engineer. He built things. He was the cool, cool well, youth pastor. He was the youth pastor. <laughs> and, and, uh, and the way that they showed up when 
Tom Holland was at his, or yeah, when Tom Holland was at his uh, lowest. lowest, and they showed up to support him when they're mm. like, "Hey, you Brilliant. just, you just got your, you just got your ass kicked by our villains, but here we are, like, hey, like, and I mean, let's do this, yeah, and great. yeah, that was, it was. What great. do you think, Scott? Who's your favorite Spider-Man? Man, so, uh, man, when when these when Tom Holland's Spider-Man started coming out. I was talking about Spider-Man fatigue at the time mm-hmm. because of Garfield's mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield's, but I feel like he he really resurrected the the feeling for, of Spider-Man. Tom Holland, yeah, because of I mean, obviously the the writing and stuff in Marvel, but he was more of a, a high school Spider-Man than any, than any of the other two. Oh, but, yeah. And the I really problem, enjoyed the problem with it. Toby was that he was like thirty. Well, he was he graduated he was, like the, one or two and three. He was out of high school, yeah, right? Right. Like the very first like twenty minutes, he graduates and sure. So, so the first three movies of but uh, it felt more like like Spider-Man with in a dingy apartment working for the Bugle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's the Spider-Man I knew. Sure, sure. So like seeing Tom Holland Holland in high school the whole time, it was fine. But like his movies, they're okay. Like Homecoming, like they're they're not the best of the Spider-Man movies. Th- that's true. Tom Holland was the best. We can in debate the Civil movies, War. or we can debate the so, character. Like the, the best in Avengers. And- also, so as far as the character is concerned, I think that Toby was a better Peter Parker. He, the awkward, nerdy, yeah. like hard to that's true. be that's around true. type mm-hmm. of Peter Parker. I liked Toby his as that personality way. came out with a suit on. Sure. I think I liked Andrew Garfield he as looked, he looked the best. Like his Amazing Spider-Man Two costume is my favorite. The, the way Garfield, it flaps in the wind and stuff. It's I like, like Andrew Garfield as eyes. Spider-Man. I think his quips, quippiness. Oh. I think his, I, I think his chemistry there. I liked Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. But, but he was he was just too cool, he was too cool to be he, like aggressively skateboard when he was. I, and I think dance his rage. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Holland. It's hard not to see Tom Holland as a cool person, uh-huh. but I think he did a really good job of mixing both Peter Parker and Spider-Man and being good at being both. Dude, of my them. favorite Flash Thompson, though, is from the Homecoming movies. Oh, my like gosh. That kid from uh, what's that? He's in that um, Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah, kid yeah. is Flash Thompson. Like, I love him. He was great. When he's yeah. like dancing, he's like, I love Spider-Man. He's a hero of mine. He's a local. <laughs> What's up, penis Parker? <laughs> like, I just loved him, dude. Yeah, but you got to you gotta also uh, call out um, uh, the other, the, the Flash Thompson from the Toby one. I can't oh, remember. Oh, yeah. His name. What's his name? Joe, uh, Joe Manganiello. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that and I was like, dude, I know that guy. <laughs> That's I was like the kid DiCaprio and uh, once upon oh, yeah. Hollywood, yeah. I was like <laughs> pointing at the screen. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I, we're I all saying Toby. Is that Toby's my favorite for nostalgia for reasons? Straight up nostalgia, absolutely, absolutely for sure. And and how he introduced me. Yeah, how Spider-Man. friggin' good is Willem Dafoe? And Willem Dafoe. Oh my god! And, and Alfred Molina. Oh, and Alfred Molina. Absolutely. I mean, both of them. Yeah, Brilliant. Alfred so, Molina was more like a caricature. Oh. He's like, get your hands off of me! I loved but, him. No, I loved, I loved him too. Him so but much. Willem Dafoe, I'm, I want to give him a, an Oscar oh, for this movie. My gosh, he's so good. Oh no, man, so good. Like he's the way good in almost anything he does, I know everything he does. Did everything. you hear like Jamie Foxx on the set with him in this movie? He's like all the behind the scenes stories make me smile. J- Jamie so Foxx is like he seems like one of the coolest guys off screen. On screen, he's always like kind of a jerk. But off screen, he's like, whenever Willem Dafoe would do a scene, Jamie Foxx would like praise him, like bow down to him seven <laughs> times. Willem Dafoe is awesome. Oh. Great. Um, so you're saying Tom Holland, Scott? Uh, it's a, it's really hard to say. Kind I'm, of tie. I'm saying Toby, but I want going forward. I want to see Andrew Garfield again. Yeah. 
And and Troy was telling me that that Toby might even be in the new Doctor Strange movie. That would be awesome. You, it, there's a poster, and I don't know if it was a fan poster, but I'm pretty sure there's a there's a Toby's hand, Spider-Man hand coming out, and oh, with the wrist with, instead of shooters. Uh, to, it's just Toby. Yeah, Toby's. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's you can tell it's Toby's suit, but I, I mean. That'd be cool. Why not? That'd right? be awesome. <laughs> um, I, I got to say, dude, when I, when the whole like multiverse spider verse stuff was first pitched, I was not on board, but they have just knocked out of the park. Yeah. Like into Cause, the cause it can get muddy and yeah. hard to follow, but so far that they've kept the, the story local enough mm-hmm. that, that like if the story relies on like all the craziness of the multiverse, mm-hmm. I think you get, get into the weeds, but they, they've done pretty well at keeping it about the character. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm awesome good cool. question jason um nice, jason. yeah let's uh i think we have do we have one more thing to read um, we have one from jason my right? brother jason yeah other jason <laughs> my brother jason, jason daily he said uh lovecraft he wants to talk about lovecraft and how it has affected pop culture has mm. anybody read the books or watched the show they, it tried, was a book, right? i tried reading the books and mm. then i got distracted by other books just, so I, just hp lovecraft stories mm-hmm. yeah. like mm-hmm. Lulu and so his stuff is almost like you remember the grim dark era of mm-hmm. of comic books where there is no winning there is no that like there's no redemption there's no it grim dark is kind of uh, morbius is a grim dark character uh uh punisher is a grim dark yeah, I know, character i know grim dark when it comes to yeah. like uh deadpool yeah when it comes to fantasy mm-hmm. that's, sure that's- and I, I, I think I think H.P. Lovecraft is a is kind of a grim dark type of author from mm-hmm. I mean hundred years ago or whatever. Um, so I mean, there, there's just no escaping Cthulhu, right? Mm-hmm. Cthulhu's going to he, you can't beat him. No one can beat him. He's going to just that's the what he always swims left, but like the, the but it's his cultists that's that the you have to fight about Lovecraft too. Is there's like the cosmic horror. But then when a person becomes more aware of those beings, they go insane. Yeah. Because they're like, I am nothing. I am a speck of dust in the sea of giants. Yeah. So like the, that's, that's, but the it's whole, their cultists right. that end up being the, 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 the enemies that you're fighting that do the actual harm. That, yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. So that is the an interest. And so the, there's definitely uh, a lot of, of influence Lovecraftian influence in modern, even like Dungeons and Dragons, like you can like mind flayers and stuff. Yeah, that's all directly from from Lovecraft. But there's sure. villains in there. There's your patron can be a like the great old one. You can be a warlock and make a pact with like a mm-hmm. like being. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I also think that Lovecraft has been so influential we don't even realize how in some ways. Right. Someone, someone will, you'll watch a YouTube video about like, oh, here's how Lovecraft uh, influenced this. And you're like, I didn't even know that was a Lovecraft thing. Right. Like, because I, yeah, like you just said, I, I think it, it's so ingrained into mm-hmm. society that it's like, I don't like, I, you don't even know where it came from. Mm-hmm. It's just. Yeah, it's, and also I, I don't feel like I know enough about Lovecraft to even comment too much on this. Um, when I hear Lovecraftian, though, all I think of is evil that is so big and so immense that there is no escape. Right. It is it is all consuming. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of that. In I, th- I think of Garfield. So, <laughs> so I watched the uh, HBO special Lovecraft Country uh, or not special series. Sorry. Um, I want to watch it. it. It's it's not bad. And the main character in it is the I can never remember his name, but he's the guy that's going to be playing uh, King. 
Yeah. Um, I and love he was also in another Netflix actor. movie, The Harder They Fall, I think. Um, mm-hmm. He's anyway, he's a he's a great actor. I love him. He's great. And he's in he's the main character in Lovecraft Country. And um, that show was good. I'm really sad that it got canceled. But I was guess, it about Lo- HP Lovecraft? Um, d- OK, so I, I'm not 100 percent familiar with the Lovecraft stories and, and mm-hmm. that, that whole world and everything. But it was basically I think it was supposed to be a story that took place within that world. But I don't know if it's. I don't know how directly tied okay. it is, so I don't know, but I just know the series was, excuse me, was pretty good. So I'm going to yeah. have to get back into some, the Lovecraft stuff and then get back to Jason on that. Yeah. Well, in the, uh, I think why he brought it up too is into the mouth of madness or the mountain of madness. Those are all Lovecraft books. Oh, okay. Multiverse of madness is a Dr. Strange movie. that's uh, coming out very soon. And it's, we don't, the, we don't know who the villain quite is yet. Um, but there's definitely a lot of tentacles <laughs> in those trailers. <laughs> right. There's definitely a lot of like squid-like creatures. Oh, interesting. So th- this this movie was originally a horror, and the Scott Derrickson, the director, he made like Insidious and what what are those Conjuring, right? And then he came on to do Doctor Strange because Doctor Strange in the comic books is pretty scary. Mm-hmm. So this movie, I, I've heard because he he left when he was directing, he left and. They were saying like they, this movie was too scary. Like we we've got to bring it bring it back in for our Marvel fans. Sure. So it was yeah it was getting too far out there. So they're they're doing a lot of reshoots and stuff right now. Um, before we move on and everything, I think we've we've touched on all of our um questions that have come in right. I think in, so. In the recordings. So then I want to play Reese's um. Reese left us a little recording. Reese, Reese is, we wanted to have him, um, but the thing is, he also touched on some of the questions that were asked and and some of the uh, some of the things. So that's I, why we're so, doing it last. That's why we're doing it last. So it, yeah. Anyway, um, here is one second. Um, here is Reese. Hey everybody, this is Reese. Uh, I apologize, I'm not there in person. I uh, received the booster shot of the COVID vaccination. And I am down for the count. Uh, the room is spinning. My head is splitting open. But I wanted to get a recording over just so I could share a few thoughts. Uh, first of all, I think 100 episodes is pretty special. Um, when we started this thing, uh, I don't know what exactly I thought was going to happen with it. I don't remember the exact thought of, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make tons of money or anything like that. And uh we definitely hasn't done that. <laughs> but uh it's been an absolute joy and pleasure every time I've been able to record. Um and I love the podcast. But I have some thoughts. Uh there were a few a few questions that came in. There was a question about our favorite Spider-Man. And uh, prior to No Way Home, I had feelings. I, I did not like the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I really aggressively disliked it. <laughs> I always thought that Tobey Maguire was a great Peter Parker, uh, but a bad Spider-Man. And I always thought that Andrew Garfield was actually a pretty good Spider-Man, but a terrible Peter Parker. And then Tom Holland was the perfect combination uh, of the two of them. And after No Way Home, thinking about the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, 
not as a reboot, not as a new Peter Parker, um, a new, uh, a new version of the same Peter Parker, but as a completely different Peter Parker from a different universe. And I kind of love him now and he might be my favorite now, <laughs> which is kind of strange. I did not see that coming. Uh, so yeah, Andrew Garfield, he's up there. Um, the other thought uh, that I had was, um, I think Joe, Joe asked about if there is objective truth in art, if there can be objective truth in art. And I think the thing that makes art art is the subjectivity of it. I think the only objective truth is held in the mind or the heart of the creator itself. Everything else is subjective. Um, so that's kind of my answer. Long story, long story short, um, art in all its forms, music, movies, paintings, literature, it affects everyone differently. And that's the subjective nature of art that I love and of, of all different types of art. But that objectivity, the objective truth is only found in the creator's mind. That's my opinion. That's how I feel about it. Anyway, love you guys. Uh, and I'm going to try and get better and try and get some sleep. <laughs> love you too, Reese. Thanks, Thank, bro. Thanks, Reese. Um, yeah. wish I you swear, here. I swear. I did not listen to Reese's recording before him and I had the exact same opinion on <laughs> Spider-Man, <laughs> like identical opinions on Spider-Man. It was a little creepy. So close. It was, yeah, weird, but I do got to say it was, it's really great to hear from so many of uh, our listeners. So many, so many of our, um, our former, previous, guests. former guests. I mean, it's um, been awesome. And yeah, I, it's guys, guys this, this is, has been one of my favorite episodes. It's been so cathartic. Mm-hmm. Like it's, this has been one of the best episodes. I love, love this, this so much. This has been a wild ride and, and, you know, hopefully we can, uh, we, like Jason said, Jason gray, hopefully, you know, 200, you know, we'll Let, do another, we'll one. have him on for number 200. <laughs> hopefully, have, hopefully before that, let's have him on for one on one. There yeah. we go. <laughs> we'll see if he's available. I'll give him a call. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, this is great, you guys. I'm I'm excited. I am excited at the uh, the ability we've had so many uh, things thrown at us that we've had to weather, and we're still here in Stop. person. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, Oops. I I love this. It's it's been it's been healing for me. The last year, especially, was really hard for me. I I went through a lot, and so having you guys, you know, by my side and and uh, you know, both with me has been has been such a an awesome time. So thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, and awesome. I, and I think part of our, oh, I don't, I hesitate to say longevity because a hundred isn't a, a lot uh, that much in podcast time, but it is for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think part, uh, that that is in part due to because due to the uh, the intent that we started with, right? Because we were we would have guys nights and just riff on stuff anyway, and we said let's let's do it on on Put this record of us it's got a microphone and, yeah. um and and then the, the other thing was like we wanted to focus on doing what we wanted to do mm-hmm. like like if there was if there was something pulling us away from what we wanted to do for like a monetary reason or for mm-hmm. uh, whatever reason Absolutely. we wanted to stick to our guns basically and i think we've done that pretty well we, we've changed things and and we do have discussions about who oh, how do we monetize how we do this and that but it all kind of goes away when we when we hit record and mm-hmm. start talking. We're just us, and, and I think that's we're not trying to sell anything. And I think because that would get really old and tiresome. 
um, if we were. You know, and to that point, like whenever we've all had that, those issues where we've maybe felt a little less excited or less enthusiastic has usually been along the lines where the podcast has felt like work. And not so mm-hmm. much that we just wanted to get together, hang out and, and put our stuff out, you know? And, and, uh, I think there's definitely some, some truth to that just to go along with what you're saying, uh, Scott. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's, there's been a couple of times, handful, of, a lot of times where I'm like, Oh, we got to record. I'm so busy this week, you know, and I don't want to let the guys down. So like, we got to make it a point to get there. And I'm just like, I don't want to do this right now. And then the second that we hit record, I'm like, that's that feeling's gone. Yep. Totally. Absolutely. You know I mean? It's amazing it. how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I don't know. There's something pretty magical about, I, I think I, I don't feel like I'm bragging when I say we have great chemistry with each other. I've listened to other podcasts that don't. And I'm like, how do these guys do it <laughs> for this long? And I was even looking at our numbers and we are in the top 50% of podcasts in the world. Yeah. There's a lot of ba- podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird to me. Ba- that makes on, like, me feel uncomfortable. Well, alone especially our reach. And yeah. Who, yeah. Especially since we, we really have put hardly any monetary like value, like money into promoting, promoting, or- advertising, any of that. Cause I, I, I hear ads all the time for podcasts and I'm like, we should do that. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, and that's, and like doing our own podcast, like I've, I've d- tried to do the whole like social media thing where I'm like, <sighs> follow for a follow on Instagram with other podcasts. And like, I feel mean saying this, but they're just not as good as us. <laughs> like they don't have that chemistry, even, even when they during COVID and they had to go zoom, you uh-huh. know, or, yeah. and they'd have like 10 second delays and they, it sounds weird. And a lot of that, I'm going to give a shout out to Troy for that. Troy has single-handedly made our podcast sound amazing. Amazing. He stresses out like crazy <laughs> before we record. Cause he's fixated on levels and, getting and, and Troy's just a master class at editing. He knows how to make us sound good. So thanks man. I give props to Troy for that. Right there with you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's been awesome. And props to you two too for something, oh. something, some things. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been fun. It's been, it's been fun. It's been stressful. It's been infuriating. It's been uh cathartic. It's been mm-hmm. all of the things they, they say. Don't go into business with your friends, but like, I don't think, they, they never said your bet, not your best friends. So. Yeah, come on now. The, that my best friend tier, tier, <laughs> <laughs> my tier of best friends. Yeah, no, but I think that we we have a secret sauce where we kind of just talk it out. Like yeah. like Jake said earlier, Jake and I almost punch each other in the face <laughs> the first time we recorded. But, but there's nothing like twelve wings that Buffalo Wild Wings can't cure, right? It's it's a, or just talking it out, you know, like that, that could have ended most friendships, I think. But, mm-hmm. but, but then yeah. I take a step back. I'm like, well, we've been friends for 15 years. It'd there's, be stupid. There's enough water out. under that bridge that, right. I, that there's no, there's nothing I think that could really ruin anything between us, mm-hmm. all of us. I think we're. I'm going to officiate all your weddings. <laughs> Deal. Chris officiated my wedding. So <laughs> we got over it. I promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Anyway, um, yeah. uh, for fear of this turning into a uh, 20 more minutes of just us uh, loving on each other. Yeah, we're, uh, adult, we're not trying to sell you anything, but uh, sign up for our Patreon. And <laughs> Head on over to, to Patreon coffee. or coffee and uh, and drop us a, a few bucks if you think it's worth it. And 
if there's nothing else, I think we're going to get going. To all of our guests and our listeners, we love you. Um, yeah, thank you so much for reaching out, guys. That was yeah. is, Seriously, it means a That's, lot to me. Yeah. Yeah. It means so much. I, I don't think we sent one out without a response. So yeah, keep, that keep, was awesome. Keep interacting with us. Except keep, for Evan. You know, Evan didn't? Evan, I don't think we ever got anything back from Evan. Well, so Evan, screw you, buddy. We Cody still wants to know your favorite werewolf. We still... <laughs> <laughs> We, we still love you. Thanks for listening. Professor Lupin. <laughs> Professor let's Lupin. go. And on that note, let's uh, let's end this. We love you guys, and uh, we hope to hear it. see you next time. Happy Bye. 100. Here's another 100. Another 100 in the books. <laughs> another 100. <laughs> <laughs>